0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Tarkov is the train that it has gone off the rails, off of the like the, the bridge with like the hole in the bridge into the canyon, into a lava pit. Onto an asteroid about to hit Earth into a black hole, you know, like, and yeah. then, uh,
2: oh, yeah, dude. I do know. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, the show dedicated to talking about all the policies in life, like music, content creation and video games. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jessica Zam, and I enjoy carbonated water, All right,
1: This is like a... Uh, carbonated Water Anonymous. No. Hi, my name's Jesse Kazan. And for it. six months, I've been drinking carbonated water. Oh,
2: oh, six months.
1: That takes such such strength.
2: This is the first step. The first step no. to
1: throwing out your weird it's sour water. Problem. It's
2: the solution.
1: I'm talking about sour water and I'm drinking uh, yeah, d- dragon Dragon Fruit Red Bull, which is like the ultimate sour... Chemical nonsense. I mean, I love Red Bull. <laughs>
2: What's up, man?
3: How
1: you know you what? I, dude, everything is broken.
2: <laughs> everything sucks.
1: Everything is broken <laughs> yeah. all the time, everywhere. It's yeah. my new... This is the movie I'm going to make, Yeah. where I make a bagel out of shit. Yeah. And I call it a fucking early access video game. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love it. um, Dude... First of all, I'm just going to get this straight out of the way. They had a huge update, huge patch for Kerbal Space Program too. Oh, today. yeah. That's what you were playing like, when I hopped in. Like 20
2: pages of
1: fucking patch notes. Oh, shoot. Like insane. And, and of course, naturally, like I just assume that the things they say they fix and the patch notes are fixed, which for me was. Oh, God. It, it had to do with docking and undocking. But it's so, not like, fixed. It, what ended up happening was I wanted to do an Apollo esque. Style mission, okay right? Yeah, where you you have multiple stages, multiple rockets, whatever. But by the time you get around the moon, you have a lander, and like the main module. Yeah, and the plan was to have do an EVA, extra vehicular activity. I think is what it stands for. Basically, have the little Kerbin Kerbal get out of the uh, of the ship, jetpack his way over into the mm-hmm. second module decouple them undock and then land with a lander while the other one stays in orbit which is what happened in apollo yeah yeah you know the lucky guys who got to land on the moon step on the moon and the one guy sitting in the lander like
2: (laughs) god (laughs)
3: you
1: know (laughs) you know so uh yeah and after hours of building and like you know it explodes 17 times on the fucking launch pad and then like I try to do the gravity assist out of the orbit, and that fucking breaks apart. I finally hone the rocket to where it's like, good, do all the orbital stuff, I'm fine. It's like, boom, it's been like three hours, and I'm around the moon, go to hit undock, and it just blows up.
2: (laughs) And then it's like, okay, well, maybe... And you started that multi-hour venture because you were like, sweet, they fixed undocking.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yep. And now now it was even worse because it was like I'd go to do the EVA, which normally it just like the little...
2: Kerbal is just holding
1: yeah. on to the outside of the hatch. And as soon as I did that, the whole thing fucking explodes. And it's like... <laughs> so... And and this was after... Yesterday, I spent about four hours. I uninstalled and reinstalled Tarkov twice. um, Because... Basically, every 15 minutes or so, the screen would go black. Yeah. And I would see, like, my fucking BIOS. Oh... It wouldn't even blue screen. It was just fade to black. You're gone. You're gone. And it would just completely, and then it would, that would ruin my capture card connection. So then I'd have to restart OBS. It's like lose 300 viewers just by hitting stop stream, restart OBS, start stream. Four seconds of going offline, and it's like the 300 lurkers who were chilling. I, I yeah. don't even know what it is that causes that. Because it
2: they don't, it doesn't refresh. The page doesn't refresh automatically. So they see the little, like, not like this emote, and it cuts. And then you're back online. It doesn't refresh, so they don't count as a viewer. They might sit back down at their computer notice and then be done and move on. And it's just like, yeah, like 80%. Like, uh, yeah.
1: yeah. So, I mean, like, I was just dealing with the game constantly crashing. And then I would try to, oh, I tried to launch it after a ton. This was actually the first problem. I couldn't get the game to launch. Oh, it would get to the escape from Tarkov screen where it would, you know, like the splash screen. Yeah. And then it would it would go black like flicker. And then it would come back up. Totally frozen. The little loading bar in the lower right would just stop. And I noticed every time that I had the little, you know, hit fucking alt F3 for the NVIDIA overlay. Oh, whatever. And I don't use that. I never really used it as soon as I disabled that, my game would launch after that. So that was a pr- problem that I'm sure a non, I'm sure there's somebody listening oh, to yeah. this that experienced that issue. So yeah, if if you're running into the the game, gets stuck on the splash screen and totally freezes. And the worst part is Alt F4 does nothing. And then when yeah. you control all delete and the task manager comes up, it's, it's uninteractable. You click stuff and nothing happens. So what you have to do is you have to close task manager And then I would hit Windows tab, I believe, which it lets you create another desktop. So you, another virtual desktop. So you click on the desktop two, alt control, delete task manager opens up and then you can choose escape from Tarkov and end task from there. Or Kerbal. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, in this, no, this is, I'm talking about Tarkov. Oh, really? Yeah. No, this is no, no, no. Sorry. Launching thing was
2: happening with Tarkov.
1: Yes, Tarkov. I had to uninstall and reinstall. This is all I'm talking oh. about Tarkov now. I had to uninstall, reinstall. It wouldn't launch. Tarkov wouldn't run. Um, and and Tarkov was what was killing my PC. Yeah, okay. over and over and over and over again. What the hell? So I couldn't. I couldn't even fucking play Tarkov. And then the one raid I got into yesterday, I'm looking for Killa. I spawn in, like, by the go-karts, you know, yeah, right out yeah. front of Idea. Go up into that one room in the office with the computers and, like, where there's GPUs and stuff. Yep. And all of a sudden, I hear Killa on the back side of that doorway uh, where the shelves are. And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. So I, like, chuck a grenade. He kind of falls back. I go back around. I get, like, a, oh, the whole time I was in there, he was
2: outside in the main area through the wall directly at me and he doesn't actually use ammo so he can do that forever
1: infinite fucking ammo in his magazine so it was like at one point I basically was like timing it because I'm like he's got to reload at some point so then I go to push and literally the nanosecond part of my elbow turns the corner I get hit blasted my arms broken I'm all blurry so then he pushes me and i've got a 308mdr yeah. with m80 and m62 and it's like peak aim one bullet and then Doink. he just kabang and i'm dead yeah and that and then the rest of the day it was 3 hours of crashes killing my computer uh, starting over and over and over again dude the game crazy.
2: is crazy uh, i haven't heard anybody experiencing those issues but i'll keep an eye out the nvidia shadowplay thing is a really good like look out there for, to yeah. know because like a lot of people a just use Nvidia shadow play and b I've turned it off I've never used it either but like every once in a while if my computer restarts or does a window update I'll launch the game and I'll see it and I'll be like oh shoot I gotta disable that again so like yeah like that's a that's crazy that's a good thing to know but dude but, that's yeah, crazy. dude, I'm, dude the I, i'm I'm only
1: like six or seven quests away I think from Kappa yeah um but it's like <laughs> I it's the most aids quests. I got Shooterborn. Yeah. Um I I have I've gotten one kill on Reserve, one kill on Woods. Um otherwise that's the only kills I have. So I got 300 years Damn. of Shooterborn. Um I'm probably just going to like red flare bait crate 100%. Like yeah. I so I am going to try to do um But yeah, killing Killa is effectively impossible. Dude, like he is he's the most broken he's ever been.
2: It's crazy. And you know what's hilarious? Is that they tweeted out a few weeks ago that they reduced the reaction speed of all bosses by 30%. I've never I had never fought Killa on streets. I was running streets yesterday with Velian and we heard a RPK. So we were like, let's go check if it's Killa. And he spawns in the Pinewood Hotel. There's like a few different places, but over there. And there's in the hotel, there's like a little convenience store at the front, the Sparja Express. And we rolled up in there, and Velian peeked, killed a scav. Another scav reacts, starts shooting at him. Velian kills that scav. We're like walking around the Sparja Express. Velian loots a PMC body he finds in there and goes, kill us here, be careful. As I round one of the aisles and kill us there, and I start shooting, he ducks, and three taps me with BS in the chest. And it was the most ridiculous thing because, like, he's he's hiding behind an aisle. We've we're in that room, we're shooting. Other AI scavs in the vicinity are reacting to the shots and then reacting appropriately by like moving around. And he's literally just not aggroed. It's like it. This is the. This is the.
1: And, I mean, that's what I said when I killed. When I played with Desmond, I killed Killa yeah. accidentally. Yes.
2: Yeah. And this is the. This is the rogue thing all over again because I died to kill it and somebody and I. I don't think he did it maliciously. I think it, I think it might have even been a joke. But he said, always got to bring flash nades. And this is the rogue thing, where the meta right now for boss farming is you throw a flash grenade, and they react. You hear their specific taunt, you know it's them, and then you can do something. And it's like the rogues, like lean peeking through the little hole. It's like, you can't, like, yeah, maybe I should know to do that, because I'm, I, whatever. But like, We can't allow that to be acceptable. That the, the game design is so horrible that we need to bring in special equipment or do a special thing specifically to combat the terrible game design and then say that the player is at fault for not doing the special thing that justifies the terrible game design. And I don't think that's what they were saying, but like, it was just, no, no, no.
1: People, people are absolutely. I, mean, I don't know. I, if that, I, I get that, but yeah. So it, I get that constantly.
2: It was just like so. It's just so ridiculous that like the regular in that moment, if we want to go full immersion and lore, the regular AI scav was braver than Killer. You know what I mean? Like Killa's yeah. supposed to be the monster that chases you down, that chases you all around interchange. And it's, you know, I, I start shooting and he puts his little class six face shield, you know, he crouches. So now that's what I'm shooting. And then he can just like, bop, bop, bop. So it was just, it was so ridiculous that we were like sharing a room with him. Like Valiant killed the scavs. I looted one of the scavs. He looted a PMC. Killa, silent, waiting in the shadows. And then there is no, you can't react faster than him. You know what I mean? You can't like, the only way you kill Killa is, you know, Killa's there and you can make a move on him. But there's no, there is no react. It's just like I'm dead, and then yeah. Velian, who knows, kill is there now. Can kill killa, and it's just like it's so scuffed. It's so scuffed.
1: Yeah, dude. And I mean, like, someone in chat said the thing that you know you were like, I don't think anyone's saying that. Said hot take. It's fine that you need special tactics for bosses. Otherwise, it would be just a scab with extra yeah. HP. No. Yeah. Uh, like that's that mindset. Yeah. Is is bad. <laughs> is bad. It is and and honestly like it's the the fact that that mindset is so common with so many things is a huge part of the reason why so many of the problems we have in the game still exist today. Yeah. Because what you have is a bunch of people like w- Nikita is sufficiently disconnected yeah. from the day to day of the game that when he hears someone say I don't like a thing and then someone else says no the thing is fine yeah. I don't have a problem with the thing get good Nikita's like I'm not going to do anything cuz yeah. you know it's like a balance yeah, group thing. a hates it group b
2: loves it it's it's sufficient On enough average, it's probably yeah. fine
1: yeah but he does, but like the problem is is that just like is the case with Stamina yeah. And with Recoil and all that stuff, 90% of the community got so fucking fed up with it and and, and was like, I have no voice. I'm super annoyed with everything. Fuck this. I'm just going to stick to watching streams and not playing the yeah. game. Um.
2: And also, that's giving BSG too much credit. Like yeah, we, as if they we, planned exactly, that. we all agree. And, and here's the thing: going back, I don't know who said that. We all actually agree that bosses requiring special equipment or tactics is cool. But you're giving BSG too much credit. They didn't design killer or the bosses specifically so that we would throw grenades to that's know if weakness. they're there. Exactly. That's that's not it at all. It's they're so broken gamers found a way around it and and the proof is that like up until for many years now up until this patch or last patch the bosses didn't have unique voice lines so like three patches ago or two patches ago so after they, ner- after they buffed Killa remember for a while it was you could stun lock him in the legs right after that when they made him really hard and made him spawn everywhere but before they gave him a unique voice line the meta at that point was to just hope Killa killed someone and you heard his RPK. So is that the is the special tactic that some poor schmuck has to sacrifice themselves on the throne of Killa so that I can then kill him? Is that the is that the hot take that that's just the no? It's bad game design. It's broken. It's all the things tuned up way too high, and then we've figured out a way a singular lane to access victory and that's not that's not by design it's not at all a good thing it's not something to be celebrated there are absolutely times where that happens where bosses require certain mechanics or certain things can trigger a boss like when the train comes sometimes glue will go there so he'll catch you out in rotation or whatever but like the rogues, the raiders, the bosses, this is this is not that. There's nothing in the game that tells you these things. All of these things are this super weird psychological the game like we and 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 the other proof is that like whenever these uh tactics get too popular, they'll they'll buff the bosses directly in retaliation. They'll make them so they don't react to flash grenades. Yeah, if you want to follow the thread back, Killa was stupid hard and too hard to kill, and then people figured out that as long as you're applying damage to him, he doesn't move. So then the meta... So then you see how, in an instant, he goes from the hardest boss in the game to the easiest because you buy the cheapest gun with the cheapest ammo, and if you leg meta him, he's stun locked. Nothing mechanically changed about Killa but the gamers found a way to exploit him, right? And their mm-hmm. response to that wasn't to make Killa better. <laughs> it was just to increase his reaction time, increase his aim, increase his accuracy, make him spawn all over the place, and make it so you can't stunlock him. So it's like at no point do the developers, developers give us any reason to believe that these mechanics were like intended on the original storyboard for these bosses, mechanics that the gamers are supposed to learn. There's nothing. It's, that is... I understand that that's what we want. We want the bosses to have unique mechanics that the game tells the player and the player utilizes correctly to get an advantage over the boss, but this isn't it. None of these things, the bosses, the rogues, the raiders, this isn't it. This is bad and we should call them bad so that they fix them eventually. Yeah, dude, like
1: I the like here's the the fact of the matter. <laughs> Is that all of the things that are good and all of the things that are bad? They're all accidental. Yeah, they're all byproducts. And and what that is, is, I mean, it's it's an indication of two things: one, issues with the actual implementation of yeah. the design, and two, the fact that there wasn't actually a design. Yeah, like 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 when we talked to Jonathan Blow a few weeks back, right? The idea of how much thought you put into a design of a feature, yeah, can go from I want a boss, and what you do is you copy paste the scav code and you say HP times ten, yeah, and I've got a boss now, yeah, yeah, like I've got a boss now, right? Like you could say that's the design, yeah, but that's not design no with a capital D right that like people go to school for and people put on their fucking resume as and their job title is like a game designer yeah um where and I mean I did this in my AI video a year a year plus ago I want to say it was like January of of last year February of last year when I when I did that it's like an hour-long video on AI and then like an hour and 10 minute interview with Nikita um But I talk about in the video how you could make Killa more fun, more balanced, more challenging in all the unique ways while also not necessarily being farmable while also being beatable. So um, like the example I gave with Killa was and and I and I built it like, um, you you know, like one of those things where you where you design uh, you're building a character in like an RPG where it's like three points into strength, one point yeah, into endurance, yeah. one you you come up with a build, and I had these little bars where it was like out of five, yeah. And right now, Killa is like five, 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 four, five, five, five in all of the things, and it's like that's just poor, yeah. You know, it, it's just poor design, right? You look at every other game, even Elden Ring, where like Elden Ring, the Souls game, yes. where where that is like the right kind of challenging with good yeah. design, where it's like this guy hits like a truck but his attacks are slow or yep. his attacks are they are very quick but they have a, a like a wind up or they telegraph the different things in multiple ways so that if you are fast enough and you pay attention you know what they're going to do so you know which way to roll yep. you know shit like that right so my like redesigned killer yep was he's wearing big ass armor the fucking you know, class six helmet with limited visibility. He should be, and, and he has a, a light machine gun. Mm-hmm. He should be not mobile and he should be not very accurate because he can't see and he's wearing heavy shit. But what what you should do is, you know, like at the, um, across from Goshen all the way on the far end on the, the balcony. Yeah. The side where there's like the coffee shop in the corner yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know how there's, like, the sandbags at the top? Yep. Put him there, have his machine gun, like, the RPK mounted on the sandbags. Yep. And that's where, like, you know, and maybe make it a a, a circular sandbag thing or whatever. And that can be, like, one of the things. And what he should do is just fucking rain (laughs) down bullets. Yeah. And they're not super accurate. Yeah. But it's, like, if you're able to zoom in and with, like, a, you know, 308 and go pop. Pop, pop, headshot, 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 before he's able to pepper you with bullets, well, yeah. then you earn the kill, right? Or maybe if you get pinned down behind a pillar there, one of your friends can go run around, go up the escalator, and flank him. Exactly. But make it so that he is not super aware. Yeah. He's not super accurate, but it's accuracy by volume. Yeah. And, you know, there's some predictability to where he's going to be, but, like, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, make some of those bars in his design. Yep one or two out of five yep. and then have everything else be five and with Tagilla, when i came up with a theoretical redesign tegilla it was make him like 75 percent faster on his feet yeah, than yeah. he is now because he's got like it's heavy armor but it's like, like light yeah and and half of a mask right remove his gun but make it so that he runs around
2: hammers silently it. yeah yeah
1: so that at any point, you have to keep your head on a swivel because you might just see bunk <laughs> come, you know, and, and he should be able to hit you,
2: like... Two or three times uh, before it sh- you it die. It should be
1: at least three yeah. hits. But when the, he hits you, I mean, when he hits you right now, dude, it's the most visceral yeah. experience. You get, like, aim-punched to where yeah. your camera your gets Your camera removed.
2: separates... Your camera goes to woods when he hits you with the hammer. Yeah. You're just like,
1: whoa! And that would be, like... Y- and also make it so that when you hit him in the flesh with bullets, whether it's the stomach or the arms or the legs or whatever, that he's temporarily not stun locked, but yeah. slow like him, staggers down. him
2: or something. Yeah.
1: So if you see him running towards you, you can, you know, have the time to maybe empty a 30 round mag into the guy. But yeah. now you, you just couldn't. He'll come nail you once barrel stuff. You your entire body's broken you know yeah. and you're i mean you're just dead or what he's been doing lately for me is run in place and then teleport and he did no he just oh, runs really? in place
3: <laughs>
1: and it's like bup, 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 bup. the last 3 times i've killed him he just runs in place and sits there yeah um yeah so, i think like what yeah. you
2: said about like dark souls and the souls games and elden ring is such a good example because like those games are of like unanimously considered hardcore. Like, they're hard games, but they're learnable mechanics. It's the Dark Souls of,
1: you know... Yeah, exactly. This game is the
2: Dark Souls of FPS. It's been called that so many times throughout the years. And it's like, Dark Souls and Elden Ring wouldn't be fun if every time you hopped into a boss encounter, there was a 65% chance that the actual nanosecond the boss encounter started, it ended. And you died and there was nothing to do. Like nobody, like if that was the final boss of Elden Ring, everybody would have been poo-pooing on that all day because that those games have trained you that what is difficult is not just dying a lot. What is difficult is you challenging your ability to reverse engineer and learn. If you've played, the reason like Dark Souls is one of the hardest games of all time, but I'm also seeing people beat it with Dance Dance Revolution pads, well, yeah, that must be one, it no Must hit. be an easy game, right? Oh, I've, I see a guy that's beaten all five Soulsborne, six, seven Soulsborne games without getting hit a single time in a row. Those games have to be easy, right? No, it's people that have devoted the time to learning what makes them hard can then execute on it in a way that makes it look easy to you. And that's what we want. It's like, I don't want to just be able to farm Killa. You can make him hard- in some of the ways he's hard right now, where you don't know where he's going to be. And this isn't just kill. This is all the bosses. So a boss boss that's not very intelligent, but you never know where he's going to be. He might get the drop on you. You might get the drop on him. You have to stay in cover because if he shoots you, he's going to shoot you in the leg and then whatever. It's like you can make it hard in a few different ways. You can make them tanky, but they can't be tanky and see through walls and be infinitely accurate and not make any footsteps and spawn anywhere on the map and you know what i mean because then what you have is is what we have is there's a way to do it just throw flashbangs and bring an ash 12 idiot and then you get create this really weird divide where like because because then like imagine the elden ring boss where 65 percent of the time you insta died health went to zero before the boss did anything unless you walked 17 paces to the left stood on an ice cream cone pulled your camera straight down and held j6 f3 then you wouldn't die. It's that easy, you moron. Why don't you know that? That's obviously not a good place to be because then you're, you've are you completely separated everything where like it's super easy for the people that know something super stupid and arbitrary that doesn't help the design at all and super hard to everyone else. And that's where we're at with a lot of the stuff where it's like, just get good, kid. Just peek the rogues through this inch wide thing through the door idiot just bring flashbangs and bring ps12b to kill kill it idiot and it's like this is this is us fighting each other instead of just calling it bad game design and getting bad game design who wouldn't want a better boss fight you know what i mean even if you if you're the guy that does bring the flashbangs wouldn't you want a better boss fight The other thing
1: too is. No, dude, they don't want a better boss fight because then they might actually have to fucking use their brains. Yeah. And they might actually have to have like transferable fucking skills to like any other FPS or, you know, like think about something at all. But they've got the one thing that works and they don't want you to change it because they're fucking. Yeah, because they know it.
2: The other thing too about like the bosses is that people are always like, well, then there'd be, then they'd be too easy and you could just farm them, you know, you could just. Like, I feel like a lot of times people separate it. Like, what makes Tarkov unique in in a lot of these ways? Like, the bosses aren't guaranteed spawns, right? Like, it's not like a wow boss where, like, you go into the raid, you get to the end, and if the boss fights easy, it's easy. It's like the point is, you don't know if they're gonna be there or not. And a lot of the bosses have multiple spawns. And so, like, them, it it, it goes back to what we've said before about, like, this is exactly what we said before. If they make the scavs not one tap you, then my survival rate will go to 100% and the game won't be hard anymore. It's like, you're completely overlooking that you're going to die to a player chasing the shots 50% of the time. It's like, if I can, if every time I died to Killa, I killed Killa, I would just survive every interchange raid. It's like, that's really stupid thought process to think about, right? Like, if you kill Killa, someone's probably going to hear you killing Killa and chase you down for that Killa loot, and then you're in a PvP situation and you might die. So it's like, making the bosses... Defeatable. <laughs> it does not make the game freaking My Little Pony. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's a crazy thought process. It's like oh, well, then I would just never die. It's like, mm, dude, it's, I don't think you only die to kill a bro. Like
1: it's and it's not just the bosses. It's every aspect of the game. It's quests. It's it's yeah. the progression. It's uh it, just everything. Skills. It's like I I hate to say it, but it's like of extremely elementary like middle school level intro to game design mindset um i I actually uh i made like a a graph the other day where i I had like two lines um and one of the lines was i was trying to explain to somebody that like well you know how why has tarkov gotten to where it is and they were asking about like was developers versus talent versus resources and for me, what explains a ton of modern games right now is look at the accessibility of of being like a game development and coding yeah. resources. You go on YouTube and you search for Unity Game Tutorial and there's a hundred billion fucking results yeah. and they're all showing you how to right. But then search for basics of game design. And you get like six good video essays, and then that's it. So what, what you have is oh interesting, is is the rate of of people getting into making games yeah. and building games and the number of people that get into game design.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So you've got a million mechanics and no engineers. It's like the
2: difference between knowledge and wisdom. It's like you got a whole bunch of guys with yeah. hammers, but you don't have any architects. It's like, we'll build a exactly. house eventually. You know what I mean? And exactly. It's like, you're not going to build a good house that way.
1: Yeah. 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 So you're not going to build like a beautifully architected, you know, a well engineered. Yeah. Uh, you're just going to end up with a bunch of boxes stacked on each other and all the boxes look exactly like the other boxes. And it's why every survival shooter zombie game yeah. is the same fucking nonsense over and over and over again. And then you play a game like Outer Wilds. Yeah. And you realize like, holy fuck the amount of thought that went into any individual feature in that game that was made by a kid based on his college final fucking project, any one of those features, the amount of thought and design that went into a single one is more than all of Escape from Tarkov. And and there's a difference between designing a game and game design. Yeah, Like, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not like this isn't like a semantic thing. Yeah, it's it's at no point. Has anybody at BSG seemingly ever sat and thought, how do we want players to interact with the systems in our game? Yeah, how what are the things we want them to do? What are the things we don't want them to do? How can we incentivize them to do those things without them even knowing it? Right. Like part of part of really good game design Is when you get people to do the thing that you want, like the intended route
2: without them realizing it. Yeah. Or without directly telling them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like like one of the things I I saw, and and I forget the specific details, so I'm sure I'm gonna like butcher it. But I saw someone who did like a video essay on the game design of Elden Ring, and I've I've only seen very little, but it was basically how like so many players end up, even though you can go anywhere Mm. right from the beginning. Yeah. So many people end up kind of where they're hoping you end up because of the visual. There's a big tree in the distance and you're like, oh, shit, maybe I should start walking towards the giant eight million foot tree that's glowing. And then all of a sudden, because you start going that way, you encounter this guy and this guy is not an end game boss right in the middle, you know, like so so many elements like that. And that's intentional.
2: Yeah. They think about those things. They pay attention to those elements and respect the player enough to give you the option to go the other way if you wanted to, because they have enough trust in their game design that even if you skip the thing, you'll eventually end up here. And it works because it's, yeah, for sure. And what's frustrating about Tarkov is that, this is actually what I was going to say earlier, and it was interesting, is that at least somebody there tries to do that sometimes. Because I remember... When the rogue bosses were introduced. you remember when they showed the picture of Big Pipe? And it was like, whoa, like this guy is like uh like a proper USEX scab boss, and then they did Bird Eye and then they did night, and we were like, this is insane. And in and once again, if you think we are just talking out of our own butts right here, all you have to do is go back to the podcast, the first DevCast cast where they talked about the rogue bosses because in that devcast they talked about like who they were and like where they came from and what tactics they were supposed to use, that they were supposed to lay down suppressing fire, that they were supposed to communicate with each other, that they were supposed to flank, that the two would communicate to Bird Eye and Bird Eye would get to a different position and start fighting at you. What happens is now is you throw a nade or you shoot at one of them, they all taunt, they don't have collision, they go inside of each other and they just push you. It literally like... It, you can take Veritas and Jesse Kazam out of it. Go find the goons and fight them and splice that against what the actual game designers of the game told us they were going to be like and were excited about. It's like someone at the office thinks about this stuff, but it's so disconnected from the guys that design it or test it or actually implement it. And then I get called stupid for not doing the shoreline strategy where you shoot one, you run in the room, you close the door because you're abusing the fact that they don't have collision and they're going to face through the door. You just head tap them. When you face the door, you idiot, you have six K hours. How do you not do this? And it's like, this isn't a podcast thing. This isn't a Jesse or Veritas thing. This is, this is, if you tell me what I'm about to drink is root beer and it's milk, it's not my fault for not knowing it's milk. You said they were going to do these things. So it's like, it's it's just crazy that like it people just get so weird about it and it's not even like we didn't set the expectations for the bosses they did and and yeah. they're nothing like the expectations that they set and so
1: yeah it's I don't know and, and also you go back remember over a year ago when I said hey Nikita dude there's something wrong with the with the with the AI and he said you're absolutely right we're redesigning we're we're like making the AI from the ground up and I said okay. In the meantime, they're broken. Yeah. Can you just turn them down from 12 to, like, 4? Just because the game, there's already enough bugs and crashes and cheaters. Yeah. And all, and, then, and then, not to mention the PvP challenges of being, you know, a solo or a duo against a five-man. Not to mention the fact that sometimes Tarkov is you're walking and you just get one-tapped. And, like, that's the unfortunate, but, yeah. like, you need to accept that, you know, that that aspect of the game like with all of that in mind can you not make them so b- broken that it makes it like unplayable yeah. and what he said was we'll wait until we put in the bosses yep the rogue bosses and and then we'll revisit it now it's been a year now also keep in mind when he talked about the raiders he admitted oh early wipe we didn't want them to get farmed because they have good shit and good ammo so we overtuned them and now It's been a year and a half, and we are still with the, well, we made a bad design decision, poorly implemented, so then we're going to put, not a Band-Aid, but we're going to put like an acid-covered duct tape over the wound, and then we're going to forget why we put it there, and we're going to keep it there for the rest of time, which is what happened with Found and Raid, which is what happened with... Run throughs, yeah. which is what happened with post raid
2: healing, which is what, ha- and then this why their solution was to over. just reduce the amount of them that spawn by half. <laughs> yeah, they just they just less of them spawn, <laughs> yeah.
1: And and I mean, and, and the best part too is that like th- they don't want people to farm,
2: yeah. And, and think
1: about it, they don't want them to farm the bosses. What ostensibly because you end up with people running really good ammo and really yeah. good gear all the time, yeah. Well, now people just farm bolts and then they buy that
2: exactly. Exactly. It would actually craft it. Jesse's hot take is that it would actually if with some with like an afternoon with a lunch breaks worth of critical thinking on what gear the rogues and the bosses actually have on them, it would actually mean people were less rich if everybody farmed the rogues and the bosses because because you can farm... It's only one per raid. You yeah. can farm far more valuable items, right? Like, traditionally, like, when you made your video, and, like, right now, the meta, if you're, like, super giga sweat meta, you rarely ever loot armors or helmets or guns off of people because the ruble per slot, take the attachments and then take the rollers and then take the bolts and then take the moonshines. It's like, leave the Gen 4 because, like you said, you can just buy the Gen 4 it would actually slow the economy down if more of the population were farming gear because it takes up more room in the inventory and when you get out with less ruble value, so they could like make those a little bit easier to farm but then make the like high value loot on those maps spawn a little less and then then people would have gear they could use and like, and that's the thing is that like, why does it matter? Why does it matter if people have a stash full of Guns. Why does it matter if people have a stash full of broken armors and guns that need repair with non-meta attachments? When the alternative, when you can only take... when the alternative oh, is a stash full of items you can sell on the flea market to print infinite money. Yeah. And you can only
1: take in one set one armor and one gun yeah. at a time. Why does it matter if I've got a
2: hundred? Yeah. Or if I've got a thousand or if I've got four. And this would dramatically make the big game better for more specifically the casual players who would have access to, like, get semi like that. It's like, it's- No, no, not even casual. Not even casual. I- I'm not a casual player. Oh, yeah. I'm and so, it would yeah. make it infinitely better. It would for make, make it everyone. better for, for the vast majority of the player base. Yeah. Because it's like, once again, what we're talking about here is like M4s with non-meta suppressors, non-meta sights, and non-meta ammo. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't understand why, like, Nikita's so scared of people farming non-meta attachments when right now Streets is unbelievably broken for loot. And then you can just go buy the meta things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like
1: and, and what Uneventful just said, too, is they're still farmed. They're yeah, just yeah. only exploitable. Exactly. So every raid, every raid, Killa's going to die to the Giga Chad throwing, sp- like, spamming flashbangs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only difference is, is that Killa's going to kill 17 normal players yeah. Before in Before that
2: dude kills him,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's so, it, once again, at no point do they ever, and by they I mean the developers, but I mean also most people in the community. Ever take a step back and think about the state of affairs that we're in. Yeah. And the reasoning behind any of these things, right? People say, Oh, well, then if you make them easy, they'd be farmable. At no point did they ever consider that they're still farmable now. Yeah. Like it's not like, it's not like if they made it extra farmable, well, now every raid you're gonna get there's gonna be nine killer kills. There's only one. Exactly exactly if every yeah. raid has has nine normal players and the one level 65 kappa enjoyer Dude, that's running around that's
2: a good point
1: you're not increasing the
2: amount of of that's farming a good point that's a good point what you're doing is maybe johnny level 33 has a chance to actually kill killa when interacting with him and then he gets that loot and not the level 65 giga chad yep you know what i mean and, and, like and then look at look at um, Diablo 2, one of my favorite
1: games of all time, one of the best games of all time. The entire game and, and games like that are built around, I'm going to go kill... I'm going to do a Chaos run and fucking kill Mephesto and kill yeah. Diablo and, you know, I'm going to do the fucking Countess f- for the rune drops and the chance of... It's... That's replayability. That's interesting, Yeah, right? Because the one... In 300 chance that Killa has the red key card in his pocket. Exactly, yeah. That actually adds
2: replayability if you can farm. And the fact that they don't spawn 100% of the time keeps raids dynamic because you might spawn in, you might check if he's there. If he's not there, you might go on your loot run if he is there. That's why I've loved that Killa can spawn anywhere on the map. It makes the quest annoying as hell. But outside of the quest, if Killa was balanced, I would love that. Because then, then it's like if you make him killable, then people say, well, he's farmable. Well, he's harder to farm if he doesn't spawn every raid and you don't know where he is, so that actually makes it relatively dynamic. But when you get caught off guard by him, you might actually win that fight. And then once again, like if I ran into Gluhar on streets right now, which he can spawn at a uh, Lexos, and we wipe them, there's almost no shot I'm taking much of that loot. I might fraud my armor for a gazelle and I might grab gluhar's M1A, but everything else on the guards is less valuable than just crossing the street to the check 15 building and looting it. Yep. You know what I mean? So, so once again, it's like who actually cares if that loot is attainable is, is not even free, but just attainable. Like you're still going to die. I still want to die to kill her. Just like I would never expect to start a Dark Souls game and expect to never die, I want to die to, I want to be able to die to kill it and do what I do when I'm in PvP. Stop on my stream for 30 minutes. You're going to see me do something stupid, die to a player, immediately play the clip back and go, "Man, I shouldn't have done that." Like once a, another thing people don't ever uh, think about is human error is you could have just peeked too wide on Killa. Well, now you're dead. You could have just missed your shots on Killa. Now you're dead. You die to Killa before you have the opportunity to make a mistake. So what we're yep. saying is we don't want Killa... We don't, I don't want to always kill Killa. I want to die to Killa. But I want to be able to die to Killa and go, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have over peaked. I shouldn't have re-peeked the same angle. I should have hit my shots. I was all over the place. But right now it's I existed. And that was what I did wrong. I yeah. played interchange is what I did wrong to die to kill you know what I mean? It's like, you can't just like, I don't, I don't subscribe to the whole, like you got to check your corners. Like no, there are too many corners. Nobody checks every goddamn corner as they go around. You know what I mean? For the whole game, you'd never, you wouldn't have time to make it through interchange. Right? Like, and you can't. And you can't. Ninety-eight
1: percent of the corners, you can't check a corner without turning your back to seventeen corners. Exactly. Because
2: this isn't, isn't Counter Strike. Exactly. It's, it's an IKEA. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> that's such a good point. That's such a good point. So, like, yeah, it's uh, dude. You you said you said
1: earlier how Nikita was talking about how he wants the fucking the goons to suppressing fire yep. and to flank. How effective is your suppressing fire and your flanking? When do you, you see them miss. and die instantly? Yeah. There's no strategy, there's no experience. Yeah. It's you hear uh, one particular voice line you go, "Oh fuck," and then you're back in your yeah. stash. That or, is not gameplay and it's not hardcore if you figure out a way around it, you're not fucking yeah. a
2: god gamer. Or you just or you get the dice roll where they all stand there and do nothing or like they all turn their back to you and run and you can just like crouch and mow them all down. And then you get that and you're like, I don't understand why people think the bosses are so hard. And that's like so terrible because it just like divides the community. You know what I mean? When when the when the design of them is is what's so poor. It's it's like I've killed the goons. I've killed killed plenty of times. I but that doesn't... I killed Killa by accident, yeah. and I
1: killed Bird Eye, and I thought it was like a Timmy
2: Yusek. Yeah,
1: but the one time I saw the goons, yeah, I see a guy running out of Crack House into yeah. the little shack in front of Crack House, yeah, and I'm like, oh shit! And he runs in, kneels by the couch, and starts healing. Yeah, and I just go, yeah. and I kill him. Yeah, and then I run in and start looting him, and I'm like, oh fuck, this is a boss. <laughs> yeah, I literally thought it was a player. Because there's so many like voices for the USEC now I don't recognize. I just thought it was another like another another voice line. And then all of a sudden five of them rush me and I'm dead. Yeah. And there's it's like
2: and they have no collision. And so like I've had I've had it where I've killed one and the other two swing the corner on me together. And you're firing on them. And because they're inside of each other, every other bullet is hitting one or the other. And they have so much HP and they're shooting at you and you're like, what And they're not affected by the bullets either. Yeah. They
1: don't have aim punch that's the other, yeah, camera that's recoil the other thing <laughs> like with with killa where having him be stun locked is obviously broken. Yeah. At the same time, having it so that every time like my gut is like, Okay, I can maybe throw a grenade. Th- that, honestly, this is the only thing that I can I can think of as someone who doesn't watch streams. And I don't like I'm not like what's the meta for whatever. I know that people throw flashbangs to to locate him. But like the only thing I can think of is like maybe right-handing a grenade near him so that he turns and runs. And while he's running away, you beam him. Otherwise, I can't Uh, think about because every if I see him if I if he's running and I have M eighty, which is like it's a good enough round that if I get the jump on somebody and I can aim. And I full auto you, you should die. Yeah. And when he's running and I peek out and I go bah 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 that he stops and goes kaboom, kaboom, and you're dead. Yep. because he, because he's not affected by aim punch. He's not he, there's yep. no
2: accuracy debuff when he's shot.
1: They nope. are simply unaffected.
2: Yeah. They can see you through bushes, they can oftentimes lock onto you through walls, um, and they have infinite bullets. Like I mean, it's like literally every like everything about it is inexcusable. You can like, like I did that before where I like uh a glue heart guard was locked onto me through a wall and we counted the magazines. And I uh, I got to 11, 11 full 30 round magazines and reloads. And I, hit, I saw, heard him go for the reload. So I pushed and then I searched his body. He had a gun in his mag and three magazines and all three were full. And the one in his gun was half full. And I was like, I knew it, but I was like, here, chat, like this proves like... <laughs> so you can't even be smart because yeah. normally, dude,
1: my biggest brain plays are wait for the perfect time you know if someone's shooting um and you hear there's a threshold where i'm like he's got a 60 rounder and i wait the stop and it's like push now push now i use that on the flip side i use that to my advantage if i peek somebody and i and i don't see them but i might just like pre-fire a doorway yeah i'll go stop take a step back, and then I know if it's like a, a you yep. know, a Chad, this is when they push. So then I do the whole double, oh, nope, I am pushing again yep. because I still have 15 bullets, and then I kill people. Yep. Or you wait for the reload, or, you know, like, there's so many moments. Uh, yesterday I killed a dude who was, like, nade-spamming the fuck out of me. Oh, I was in 301, and he was throwing them down the hallway, and I'm just like, there's nowhere to go, right? Yep. Like, I, you can't jump off the three-story balcony. And it got to the point where the guy was getting closer and closer, and then finally I like, closed the door, and he opened the door, and I took a step back, and I hear, click, and I just run right up yeah. to where I'm right in his face, and I'm voiping, you idiot, while I'm going, <laughs> I, and I fucking spray him down. Yeah. And it's like, I used my situational awareness yeah. to make the right call. If you do that against the bosses, Yeah. you are punished because— the rules don't apply to them. If I count the bullets and I'm like, 1, oh, he's out of ammo and I go to push him, he's shooting yeah, again.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that works both ways. I, me, and uh Trey were fighting a guy in check 15 in that room. I don't know how familiar you are with streets, but it's like a $4 million key. It's a really, really good room. And it's a one-way-in, one-way-out situation. And we had like five headed it where like I was holding the door from one angle downstairs though. Cause like that whole building's like a maze. And basically we had five headed it where like Trey got to move up and close the door and close him in. So I was able to actually maneuver the maze of the building and come up. So now we had it, we were in a long fight with him. There's like a, uh, a second door to check 15 that has like a dresser and some wood, but you can see through it. So like I was trying to shoot at him. He was trying to shoot at me. Trey opened the door and backed up. And that guy went ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba and took a step back. And I was like, woo. I ran in there and I saw him step behind cover. And then he just immediately stepped back. I was in full sprint and he annihilated me. I slammed my head on the desk and I said, what a good play. What a good play. I immediately was able to die and recognize that guy outplayed me. He knew I was pushing the reload. He went behind cover and, and caught me in a sprint. I've never done that with like the bosses. And of course, I'm not, I, I don't think the bosses would be able to act like humans, but it's one of the, the point I'm trying to make is that like, I, even when I make my own, when, when I make mistakes, I can say, this is a good fight. Yep. You know what I mean? Because I can say I made the mistake. He baited me. He debated me. You know what I mean? And so there is no, exactly. There's no situational awareness. There's no strategy. It's just like hope that you get the derpy version of the bosses or Exploit some stupid game mechanic or just like get really lucky, you know, w- where he's killing your friend while you shoot at him and your friend has to sit in the lobby and wait for you. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, yeah, it, I don't know. It's like, it's brutal.
1: But at- I, I, dude, I'm honestly like, I'm in, I, I hate to say it, but like, I'm in real fucking extra sad mode um, because. I just I feel like the so many of the most vocal I don't I I think it, it's the minority but the problem is, is it's it's the seems like a majority just based on how how fucking uh, you know fervently they they argue these things yeah. and how confidently they and they all say the same thing so it seems like it's yeah. coherent um I, I dude I just don't know man like when I whenever. In the recent history, I've brought these things up to anybody I talk to at at BSG. It's either, oh, don't worry, we've got things coming. It's never like, yeah, it's never like, tell me more about what you think. You know, like, it's just, oh, don't worry, we're on this or we're going to fix it. Or. It's the reason why a lot of people have been saying, all right, it's time to get Nikita on the podcast again. And. Like here's just my just totally honest take. Not that I wouldn't want to have that talk uh, talk with Nikita again, but the the kinds of conversation that I would want to have, I I just don't think is possible. Yeah. Um. Like. Not right when, now. Maybe for. No, just at all, and and let me and let me explain why. Um, because after this, uh, I know later on we're going to be talking about the whole sacral, um, yeah, uh, shroud, making a game thing. Mm-hmm. But so, but I want to just quickly mention something about that to provide. It's hard for me to explain why I don't think anything would come from a conversation with Nikita. Um. I can't describe it, but what I can describe is the opposite. Yeah. Um. Sacriel is really smart. Super attention to detail. He has an eye for game yeah. design. Um. And he's also someone who gives a fuck about discourse about like logic about understanding yeah. and hearing people i remember when i did that whole zeroing thing years and years and years ago where it was me on a podcast with like 12 yeah streamers and basically like 11 of them include and nikita all got me wrong and and sacriel was dming me on in tw- on twitter while it was going on being like dude i don't know what the fuck everybody's problem is <laughs> but i'm with you and i'm sorry like so if I had a if 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 there was some lack of communication or some disconnect, I know I could sit down with Sacreal and I could yeah. be like, okay, well, let me explain. You know, let's let's yeah. clear it up, like we did a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the Lightkeeper thing. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't understand. I was like, no, no, no let's like let's figure it out. What's the disconnect? and if you and if you take the time to try to explain it, yeah, you ultimately come to an understanding. And see the problem is is that every time I, I ever talk with anybody at BSG, including Nikita, what ends up happening is I start to say, here's the reason why the AI is bad or or one of the conversations I did have with Nikita shortly before all of those great fantastic changes were made um, was effectively here's the difference between like a good recoil and bad recoil. And it was the whole idea around in real life. You can feel the gun. Yeah, you can control it because you have that tactile. There's points of contact with your body, yeah. and you're responding to what you see and what you feel. Yeah. And in video games, when you have randomness, you, you have the realistic random esque yeah. nature of recoil, the, the the chaos of recoil. But you don't have this massive thing, which is your ability to feel it and adjust accordingly. Yep. So you need to account for that by either making it so that there's a pattern or making it so that it's consistent in a direction yep. or make like, you know, certain things. And And I got like 3% of the way towards that. And he's like, okay, we're going to fix it. We're going to fix recoil. And it's like, but dude, I, I know. And he made it better by turning it down and yeah. by reducing the camera and like kudos, right? But it's not the same as making it right. Yeah, yeah. Making it. And there's not only one way to make it good. There's a million ways they could make it good because there are a million games that have weapon handling that feels good.
2: Yeah. And they're they're all different. different. Yeah. So. And you weren't even (laughs) trying to lead him to a specific thing. You were trying to lead him to to the ethos of what makes good recoil. And then you guys decide how you'd like to implement it. Yeah. Yep. And that's the problem. And that's the problem is is that
1: the conversations end up going don't worry we're working on it we got it. Yeah. And then what they do is they change a couple of number values and what we have now is recoil where the first 3 bullets are ba 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 and then everything after that is fairly steady except the occasional like yeah which is it's awkward it's not realistic yeah. at all it's it's the least realistic recoil of basically every fucking first yeah. person shooter out yeah. there. Um and it's also random and not yeah. all of the guns feel bad right but that's what that's the problem yeah. and it's like let me explain to you why it's bad it's not that it's that the dial is too much yeah you know but we those conversations can never happen and and i think a lot of it comes from the fact that like i don't think people have the patience to have those conversations yeah and they misunderstand my trying to clarify As being pedantic or trying to be difficult. It's like the number of people that say, you say that because people don't agree, they don't understand. And I say, no. I say, they misunderstand, so they disagree. Yeah. Now, let me, because I can tell when people say, you just want the game to be easier. And actually, what I'm advocating for is better and harder. Yeah. I know if they if 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 they understood what I was saying, they would recognize it. It wasn't easier. Yeah, that it's not making it more casual. It's not making it more arcadey. Exactly.
2: There's but a I difference. can tell they're not listening. There's yeah. There's a difference between disagreeing and telling me that I'm advocating for the opposite thing that I'm advocating for. That yeah. means you don't understand, right? Like you know what I mean. If I said I think recoil should be blue. And you say, I disagree. I can go, I respect that. And you say, you're so dumb for thinking recoil should be purple. And it's like, you don't understand. It's like, oh, you think I'm stupid? I don't understand. No, you actually just informed me black and white you don't understand. You literally just told me a falsehood after I explained something you clearly don't understand. Would you like me to help you understand? No, I can't believe you're being so freaking like mean and you're talking down to me. No, you just you say it again. Say it again. Yeah, I yeah. don't understand why you want it to be purple. You don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> like,
1: and, but if but if if you tell someone they don't understand, you're being condescending and you're an asshole. And yeah, all stuff, it's like yeah, No, exactly. I just want to. I just want to be able to communicate. I, I I would love for somebody who disagrees with me to actually disagree with my position and not a straw yeah. man. And but like I said, I just don't think that you know it's gotten to the point now with all the times that I've been like Nikita. Let me no, let me clarify. No, no, let me. He just rolls his eyes because he's annoyed because he he thinks I'm I'm just being annoying and I want to be a stickler and it's like, dude, I don't know what to tell you, man. Because I'm never so so that's why these conversations are they're impossible. Because I'm never going to say
2: I'm right. The only thing I know for a fact I'm right about is what. I think about something. So like if you say, I don't think you're right, I can say you might be right about that. But when you say, I know your opinion, when you don't, that's when I'm willing to like, and I, and that's when it's like, I don't care if it sounds like I'm being a jerk or you might interpret that as me sounding like I think I'm Right. But it's like what we're arguing here isn't actually what's better for the game. What we're arguing ends up just being what my opinion is. And I don't understand how you can think you understand my opinion more than me. My opinion very well could be wrong, but stop telling me what my opinion is. You know what I mean? And we saw with the goat thing, we saw that rationale reach its logical conclusion, which is I didn't have an opinion and, was still, and, they knew a, and it was. was still assigned one by them just so they could argue it. And it's like, ah, okay. So, see, like, do you see how this plays out? Like, this isn't me. This isn't me being pedantic. This isn't my ego. This isn't me thinking I'm always right. You can see it. Like, I li- there was nothing to disagree with. And yet I disagree. You know what I mean? And it was like, okay, I guess.
1: You know how for, like, a long time, um, th- th- there was a period where, like, Nikita basically said, we want people to focus on like semi-auto controlled firing yeah we don't want people full auto spraying 60 round mags i mean that's why they added the main the malfunction chance and all that other stuff right and they and the whole idea of um, a far more realistic actual combat approach is you know like up yeah but short controlled bursts yep. or semi-auto fire very, uh, very unless you're suppressing fire with a fucking mounted machine gun yeah you know during Normandy there are very few times where full auto is the normal thing right so it's like okay I'm not trying to tell you how to make your game let's I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say okay let's assume that's what we want now let's look at the game why is it that the first three bullets are the most unaccurate and then everything after that gets more accurate all you're doing is making it so all right i'm about to peak mouse one bang 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 peak and then now i can fucking like the end result is the opposite of what you want yeah yeah yeah, yeah, i'm not telling you what you should do i'm not telling you what your game should be I'm telling you, you want this, yeah, and you have
2: this. I heard you say <laughs> you wanted some bread and some meat. I said let's go to a sandwich shop, and you said no, 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 no. I want to go to the store. I want to buy some bread. I want to go slaughter a pig. I want to get the ham. It's like, what do you? Wait, yeah. wait. You were the one. You said you wanted these two things right here. These two things right here. It's like no, no, no. Let's do the hard way. And it's like I don't understand. But that's what I did for my video,
1: and that's yeah. What I I said you want the raid series. Well, look at the game is nothing fucking like that. And it punishes every other kind of style of gameplay, you know, so.
2: And it's the same and it's the same thing with the bosses. You said you wanted the bosses to be this way and they're not this way. I'm not presuming I know game design better than you do. I'm presuming to understand that it's not what you literally said you wanted it to be. So I'm presuming you're not lying to me about what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. (sighs) yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that's that's enough of the rant on that. But yeah, I will. That, that's the reason why I I don't think like, yeah, anything is going to really come from these conversations.
2: Yeah, I understand. I totally get it. I totally get it. On the complete flip side of literally the first 59 minutes of the podcast. I have the past two days of Tarkov were the most fun I've had the whole way, uh, and it's because I'm I'm just playing exclusively streets. It's so much damn fun, dude. The, like yeah. like all of the problems of the game exist still, right? Like I died a D sync, I died a shenanigans. You know, what I mean, I died to kill that ridiculous way on streets, but it's it's a and you're also squatting, presumably. Yeah, duo.
1: Yeah, duo. A huge, a huge part of that has to be the duoing, right? Sure. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You're just you're having fun with homies as opposed to.
2: Oh well, I'm always having fun with homies, even when the game, even when I'm doing stupid tasks on Shoreline or on uh, Interchange. But like, it's it's like a... I I wonder if you would enjoy it
1: though if you were solo. Is what I'm saying.
2: I've yeah, uh, I would as much. I'm saying I would enjoy Streets solo more than I would enjoy any other map solo. You know what I mean? What I'm saying is that like Streets is like a like aloe vera on the, the rug burn that was getting kappa. You know what I mean? Playing all the quests yeah, yeah. I've done, playing all the maps I've done, playing everything. It's such a good map. It facilitates such good PVP. It's got such good loot. And it's just like, it's so much fun, dude. It's so much fun. It's it's the fun that you and I have talked many times that won't last, right? And I'm not, I understand that. Like, it's not, like a new map isn't going to fix everything forever. Like, you know what I mean? Like this, all, one day I'll view streets like I viewed customs, right? Like, yeah, I just have played it too much. But, and I don't care. In the short term, in the temporary, it's been like an oasis of fun, in the so game. why do you, why
1: do you think that is though? Is it the loot? Is it the combat? It's, is it the novelty?
2: It's everything. It's the fact. It's the novelty that the map is so new and fresh and different. It's the fact that the map actually uh, is the evolution of their game design. And I'm a like I'm like you where I'm a sound whore and a and a pos- repositioner. And what I like to do is end the fight before you know it's begun. You know what I mean? Rather than just like aim duel because I'm gonna lose that. Um, the amount of alleyways, the amount of windows to jump in, the amount of random buildings down the street you walk up to, you can open the door, you can run upstairs and you can get an angle down into another window of a building. And if I know you're in there, like, like there's so much to learn and there's so, and the, and the, the gameplay facilitates the gameplay style that I like. And because we're in this place where nobody really knows it, like they know customs yet, even fights against chads feel a little bit more level because like they don't know the perfect pixel peak angle or flank and we're doing it together and we will flank and we'll catch each other in a flank and then have a fight. You know what I mean? The amount of players on the map. Um, it's just like, it's super fun. So it's it's all those things. It's that. It facilitates really fun PVP and the way that I like the PVP. it um, It's got insane loot. That you don't need keys for, like if you don't have any keys. I have one. Well, I've got like two keys that I use regularly. Um, and, but there's so much loot, even if you don't want to spend millions and millions and millions of rubles on keys. Um, also, I've been think. I, okay, you've heard you've heard me advocate many times that I hate like player scavs spawning in at like two and a half seconds into the raid and, like, that I hated that, like, reserve was plagued by player scavs. You could never accomplish anything because there were player scavs. Lighthouse, you could never accomplish anything because there were player scavs. I don't feel that way on streets. I don't want them spawning in the first two minutes. Like, I hate that. But, like, there's something, like, there's somehow, because of the way the map flows, the, the, like, horde mode of scavs is so much fun fending off. I think I have an idea why. I kind of have an idea why, too. I was just going to say it's because, like, on Lighthouse, you have, like, the rogues you're contesting with as well, which are just, like, it's like infinite little killers, and any mistake you make, a player is going to shoot you in the back. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, I have this whole wide-open playground that I presumably know really well because I've been playing the map, and I can kind of, like, hear these guys coming. There isn't a killer. There isn't a D2. There isn't a the rogues, it's just the map. It's just, like, me versus the player scavs, And that's it. And there's always a way out. Whereas, like, if you spawn Southern Road and you're on the water treatment plant, like, your way out is Northern. And so, like, as long as they know that and they cut you off, whereas <clears throat> on streets you can go any direction at any time and know how to get to your extract.
1: That's what I was going to say, is that I, there are a few places that I think are kind of um, notorious in my head, at least for being like dead ends. But yeah. Um, but the, like there's that drop down area in the vicinity of check, the check key uh, in that same sort of building um, where like you need to breach the door. That's the only way you can like get out is breaching the yeah. door, which like, if you don't, one of the brown door, the big brown doors, which if you don't know, you're just like fucking trapped. Yeah. Um, but, like, for the most part, most of the time, if you hear footsteps, you you turn around, and there's an exit, a hallway, and yeah. the hallway has three doors. There's—but then think about it. You're, you're pinned on dorms. You've got one hallway that goes out to a balcony where you can jump down, but you break your legs, and then even then, they just peek out and they see you yeah. out in the open. The, most of the maps indoors— there's not a lot of places you can go, right? If you're in yeah. East Wing or West Wing and you're in a room and someone's holding the hallway, well, what are you gonna do? You can't repel out of the yeah, window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I feel like that the map being so big, what, all, but also being so complex. Yes, it makes it so that you can reposition and flank around yeah. and run and even like run heal. And listen and wait. Are they coming towards me? Are they not like you have options?
2: It does what we say where like when you die, you're like, I feel like I died because I didn't know what to do. Let me figure out what to do. And then the next time you might live because you like like it makes you like when you die, it makes you want to learn streets better. And then you learn streets better and you get the direct result and reward of then being able to outsmart. And it like it, it feels like a good loop. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. I completely yeah, agree. Yeah, so. so like so we had uh I was playing with Velian and Valian got one-tapped by a player scav and the second he got one-tapped by a player scav. It felt like four different scav armies all started running at Lexos at the same time as soon as there were I heard so many player scavs. I <clears throat> immediately made the decision Screw Valiant's loot. I'm out of here. Like I didn't even attempt to loot him. There were too many people and I ran and they started chasing me. It was like, and which is what I do when we on scav armies, you know what I mean? It's like chasing down. So they were voiping at me, they were chasing me. And literally, it was like freaking John Wick, dude, where every time I would enter into a new place, I'd turn around and I'd pick the first one off running in the door and then I'd reposition. And they would just, the mob was chasing me. And I was picking them off one by one by one by one. I held the angle. They're probably
1: having a fucking blast. 100%, dude.
2: dude. They're having a blast. I get back, I start healing. <laughs> And I see one run and I flip up my gun. Bop, 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 boom. I run up and loot it. And he had vellian's M1A, TV rig, everything. I was like, oh, he brought me Vellians loot. I grab it all, dude. I'm in fights. I'm in fights where I'm shooting at a player scab, run out of ammo. I switched Vellians M1A. I point fire one 15 meters away. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. I throw a nade at my feet to distract, and I get out via the car. And I was like, that was so much fun. That was so that was the closest thing. To like emergent gameplay, where like yeah. normally the flow of a map is like spawn, get to the nearest high value loot area, PvP there, most likely run to extract. It's very loot linear. The
1: two dead guys. Yeah, yeah, it's very
2: linear. And that felt like that felt new. It felt like, like they were chasing me down. I was running it. Like the direction I was running wasn't determined by where my extract was. I was just running for my life and they were chasing me. Like, you it just like, it was so different and it was so cool. And, and like, and I felt like I actually won that fight because I had been playing streets and because I knew streets and I got out. And I didn't even have, like, and that's, dude, that is, now that I'm processing it, it was exactly that. I enjoyed it because it was emergent gameplay, because it was different. I didn't get out with anyone's loot except for Valiant. I didn't make a bunch of money. I didn't loot, but it was, like, one of my favorite raids ever, because it was unique, because it was different. You know what I mean? And it was, like, so, 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 Streets has been fun in that aspect. Like, I totally understand, like, the one thing you just can never really knock them for is, like, map design. Like, it's so good. Now, they'll ruin their own map design with either lighting or extracts or spawns, spawns or whatever. But, like, they really knocked streets out of the park. It's so much fun to play. It's so much fun to learn. And uh, you can, like, if it's not very busy, you can mindlessly, like, make a ton of money if you want to. Like, there's there's yeah. loose loot all over the place that's like really really good and there's tons of scavs and you can make money off scavs you can search their pockets and find ginger keychains or like moonshines and stuff um dude it it's a so like that has been my reprieve is just like i'm done with kappa and i'm just playing streets unless like i'm doing and the and my buddy is trying to do a quest i'm totally fine with that but, like, if not, we're playing Streets, dude, and it's it's so much fun. I know it's temporary. You know what I mean? Like, I know it is. But uh... the
1: – how much do you think – okay, do you think that Streets has a lower player per square foot ratio probably. than every other map? Yeah, probably. I mean, how, isn't it – like, how much bigger is it than Shoreline?
2: It's not much bigger. Uh, we actually, so like i I've worked with Tower. Ta- well, it's gonna
1: be much yeah, bigger, right? I worked
2: but- with Tower, and I actually, I actually was expecting it to be bigger than it was. I truly, truly was. Um, however, if you if you took every floor of every building and flattened it, I think it's the biggest map. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I think there are more places for a PMC to be, even if the square kilometers isn't bigger.
1: So, square footage like a house is what I mean. Yeah. Like, square footage. Yeah. Like, so,
2: so yeah, multiple so, floors. So, I do. It, I, like, I do. So, but it, it, it has the reliable way of getting into PvP if you want, where like, go check 15, go uh, marked to gunfire. room. Gunfire. Yeah. Go check 15, go gun uh, to marked room or go skybridge and you'll find PvP or run to gunfire. Um so like if you want PvP, you can do that. But like if you don't want PvP, if you're trying to quest, you don't avoid those areas and you might find a squad roaming around. Um but I but yeah, I would say like square footage. Yeah, there's because there's not a whole lot of PMCs. We thought there were going to be like 30, right? There's like 18, you know, 18 to 20 and the amount of places there are to be and there's got to be the unfortunate be- thing is that the spawns are actual dog nuts. So most streets raids, it's already a big map. Immediately, five players die. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. off this one. So it's like then, then the map feels a little emptier. You know, so and and then I mean, you think about shoreline,
1: like it's got a huge footprint, but like almost all of it is dead zone where nobody yeah, goes. Exactly. Whereas streets is like
2: similar to woods. There's not a whole lot of places. There's like the village, the fob. <clears throat> in the lumber mill, those are the places to loot. So it's like, yeah, there's a lot of square footage, but there's not a lot of places to go.
1: Yeah. But streets is just full. Like the full. whole thing. There's every Filing inch of cabinets it is, everywhere.
2: Yeah. Safes on the floor, dead scabs.
1: So I wonder how much of the way it feels to you. And it feels it, it, it being good. That kind of coincides with the thing that I thought we, we, we talked about, I don't know, maybe a year or more ago and something I've been thinking more about. Um, since I've been playing earlier in the morning, my, like, slow raids, quote-unquote dead raids, yeah. are the best raids. Be- like, because what ends up happening is you get, you kill a, a duo, because there's that fewer people around, <coughs> that gives you time to be able to heal, to be able to loot, yeah, finish what you were doing, and then, move on to the next, like, point of interest, right? Whereas yeah. if there was 50 people on Customs, it would the game would feel like complete and utter dog shit yeah. um, because half the people would die in the spawn, yeah, and then it would be everybody gets in a fight here, everybody's killing each other until there's one person yeah, who wins, yeah. and then the same thing happens over here, and then, like, one of them gets one-tapped by Scav Boss, and then it's yeah. like you have one happy person and a bunch of dead people, and, and yeah. it's just like it wasn't fun. Part of the i think in my opinion at least enjoyment of of tarkov is elements of the solitary especially when you're questing because it's like i've got shit to do unless it's fine you know pvp um which is why those quests can be kind of shitty sometimes um but yeah so all of this is to say that lately i've just been kind of like i feel like they should reduce the number of pmcs in raid Yep. By like 30%. You know, like yeah. if customs has 12, it, maybe it should be nine or, or, yeah. or whatever. Um I, I it, totally get it. That. It would get closer to the way that I think maybe streets feels and also yeah. every raid would be much closer to the way that like an early morning an early morning raid is. Um early morning I mean like literally early morning, you know, like while people are at school or or, or whatever. Um
2: yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean, that's I a huge part of it, too, is I've been playing streets yesterday and today. I was playing streets all day, morning streams both times, right? Like, I've been playing a lot of streets nighttime, too, but it's, like, there's definitely, like... So So I get that, like, some people might just disagree with that, and that's okay. Like, I totally get that, like, there's a portion of the population, even casual players, people that play more casually, that, like, just want to play the game for the PvP, and I totally get that. I wouldn't say you're wrong, But I definitely, in my personal enjoyment of the game, lean towards that as well, where it's like not just the solitary, but also like the dynamic of like getting oh, get into a fight over here or like, oh, I'm not just getting into a fight in the same spot down the same hallway with the same pixel peak each time. And that's like that's at least partially. And I don't know if that's because people are questing. People don't know. Like, that's a thing that I've been getting into on streets is like the amount of times I've been shot and Valiant goes window up top, window up top. And I go, I didn't know you could get up there. Yeah. And yeah. then we kill the guy through the window and we go in the building. I go, I've never been in this building. We go upstairs. I go, I've done all the quests and I've never been upstairs here. And yeah. he's upstairs here. And I'm like, I we killed a four man in a building. I, I have Kappa. I've done all the Kappa quests. I have played streets probably a few hundred hours. We killed a four man in a building I had never even been in until we killed the four man in there. And that feels great. And maybe they were in there because they didn't know where to go, but at least in the short term, I'm gonna appreciate the they were in there. Yeah. And that's where I wish they like uh, I wish they distributed the loot a little differently. Like I like there being like PvP hotspots. I like there being a place where there is a lot of loot. But if they took, like, 10% of that and put a few, like, moonshines and roller and clock and maybe a Letix spawn in, like, these really random places, well, then you would have, like, people... Some people would be like, that's too far out of the way for my farming route. I'm just going to go. So then you might get it as, like, a low level and be like, oh, shoot. Or then you might have, people, you know, fights in just awkward places. Because you're like, well, let me check for the Letix. The the, the raid, somebody else said that, too. And then you get into this cool fight. So, like, yeah, I, I... I definitely see where you're coming from with that. Uh, and it's, yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see. It because my fear is, and it's not even a fear, it's really a no. I know that we'll min-max. It was the same thing with Labs, right? Some of my fondest memories playing Escape from Tarkov was the wipe Labs was introduced. Because we didn't have the meta angles. We didn't have the meta movement. or the meta We were all figuring it out. And it was free, and it was so much damn fun. And that's yep. where I'm living on streets right now. I know eventually we'll min-max all the angles and figure everything out and min-max the loot and nobody will go in these buildings just like nobody goes into some of the buildings on reserve and stuff like that really ever. I know that that'll happen eventually, but in the meantime it's fun as hell and that's really the magic they need to figure out how to capture and continue. You know what I mean? With like maybe loot spawning in more dynamic places or events where stuff happens like, because we just re- we always reduce, you know what I mean. Like customs is a great example of that. It's a really great map, but it's like you spawn. It's either dorms first or fortress first, and then it's either dorms or fortress, and then it's extract. It's just like boom, 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 boom. It's just reduced yeah. to this very linear thing, and, uh, and and the and the the problem
1: with that is, uh, I know. A- People are already commenting, and I know folks have mentioned this in chat, where they're like, oh, well, some people like PvP. Yeah, that's Me saying I want less people in raid, it... I know that the temptation is to instantly say less people, less PvP, and that's wrong. Nobody is fighting all 11 players on customs. What makes a good raid is if you kill three or four dudes, loot them, and then get out and reset. Yeah. So, having less players in Raid doesn't mean less PvP. I, I, like, it's not like even the Giga Chads, they they go and kill a four-man squad, Mm -hmm. and then they go run to other gunfights across the map. It's like, no, they fucking loot their kills. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I love PvP, you love PvP, There is an element, though, to the fact that you get in a fight, and then there's the having time to heal, get your shit together, reload some mags. The things that, like, what's magazine reloading if you never reload mags? It doesn't matter, right? If you die before you ever reload the mags, or there's no downtime to even reload mags, in my opinion, part of what makes Tarkov PvP and survival and RPG elements and everything, what makes it so great... Is you have this hectic thing, and then you're like, while the smoke settles, while you're healing, then you get to loot, and then you're like, all right, now let me get out. Instead, it's, you get swamped, and if you're lucky enough to survive, you're gonna get swamped by another duo, and then if you're lucky enough to
2: survive, you're gonna get swamped by a trio, and then if you're lucky enough to survive, you get swamped by the player scabs. Yeah. Tension is not knowing what's about to happen. (laughs) But right now it's like you you start a raid and it goes to 100 and it just stays at 100 until you leave the raid pretty much. You know what I mean? So, And and reducing the amount of players would um, reduce the amount of instant spawn deaths, which isn't real PvP. You know what I mean? It's not like... Exactly. It's like, you know what I mean? It's just look down there, wait for the schmuck to peek the window, and then boom, he's dead. And it's like... You know, I don't know if that's the high-level PvP we're talking about. The other side of this coin is that, like, like, I wish— And I don't—let me preface this by saying I don't have a solution for this, right? I'm not coming and saying, like, this isn't a critique of BSG. It's so simple. Why don't they just do this? But, like, I— wish there was more to do in the raid in the universe than farm valuable item for ruble or PvP. Like outside of the quests, because like, no matter whether you're a casual or a chad, my experience is that most of the people that I interact with end up stop doing the quests. A lot of people might stop at level 15. They might stop at level 20. But the quests aren't a thing that like Bring you back to Tarkov for the entirety of the six month wipe. Like a lot of people get, you know, to level 20, 30 and get to a bunch of quests they hate and they stop questing. So, like, I wish. People want the thick item case and the 35,000
1: XP. Yeah. They don't want to do the thing.
2: I wish there were more things to do. Because that would create more options. If you want PvP exclusively, that's okay. Like, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, do you understand that not everyone in the universe thinks like you, right? Like, that's, and that's why I like games like Rust and DayZ. I like watching them because somebody might say, I need to go farm. Like I need to go farm wood and stone to upgrade my base. So I'm not going to bring out a nutty kit. And then they might say, well, I'm going to go roam and I'm going to go PVP. Or I'm going to go look for this very specific item. And I do need defenses because I need to go get this item and then I need to bring it back to my base so I can do a thing. And so like, I don't know how that works in Tarkov. Like I don't, I'm, you know, there's no base building. There's no, you know, whatever. We, We, because we exit the world, but I just feel like I wish there was more to do in the world and that could be like if ev- uh, events or whatever i don't know but like you you get into a raid and it's like you're either there to quest you're there to pvp or you're there to just ev- like completely avoid Pv- pvp and ruble you know what i mean and here, it's like
1: here's take it let's let's take an idea from uh from from dmz um first of all the first thing that came to mind. Let's just get this out of the way. Is loot x fills. I know it's it's. You said PVP yeah. and looting, but like that's something to do where it's like yeah. there's six bodies here. I killed a scav boss and a, and a fucking yeah. foreman. Let me grab all the shit, go across the map, drop it off at the boat with the fire, send it on its way, give him fifteen thousand yeah. rubles cash, and then that comes to my stash in a day, and then I go back and grab the shit, and then I go to the x fill. That already changes so much of the flow. And what's great so about that is flow.
2: surely that that brings more of both. Because when you run and go do the thing and come back, surely there's going to be player scavs on those bodies or other PMCs, right? So it's like yep. that one thing actually— And the timing is so dynamic. Actually makes there to be more ruble potential and more PvP potential in the same raid without having to exit the raid, heal yourself, get to the stash, match make, wait for players, da 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 so like yeah for sure. And it, it,
1: it, right now you have like squads and you have solo players and people are constantly like, well, it's a team game, so you you know, how can some people say, well, how can we like nerf teams? And I don't want to nerf teams. Yeah. What I want to do is make it so that solo players aren't cocked as much. Yeah. And making loot spawns, what that does is it brings up the squads by five points. And it brings up solo players by 65 points, yes, right? Like true, yeah. It, it, there's no downside. True. If you got if, if a four-man squad kills seven people, they all are gonna take more gear out than they would have without it, right? But if I kill a four-man squad, I get to now take four man's worth of gear out, yeah. not one or two maximum. Yeah. So it's literally just
2: good for everybody. And it's not a guarantee that you would get all that loot out. Because you might die going back to go for it, but it means you're in raid longer and you're probably less frustrated. when Well, at <laughs> least I secured that. I went back. I went for the greed and I died. But, but I got something, right? So it's yep. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so so
1: back to the original idea, take a page out of DMZ's book. Imagine you're over by old gas and you hear ring, 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 bro, ring, 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 walk over to the payphone and. Hello, comrade. It's prep or in
2: raid quests.
1: I I just I just I just heard about, uh, you know, some scav named such and such a thing. And it could like literally think about the design. Like literally the first thing that came to mind is just one example. And here's where if I was a game designer, I would get out the pad and paper and start just frantically jotting down notes. Imagine if you pick up that phone and it instantly spawns a bot at dorms. Yeah. And that bot at dorms has a a, a special quest roller in his pocket. And it was like, kill this guy Ivan over at the thing and take the thing. Like, that's just the first thing that comes to mind. Or maybe it's, hey, I heard there's a golden SMG that some guy left in dorm room number 312. And it just spawned in the bag. Or it was, hey, let's say there's like seven minutes left in a raid. And ring, 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 you get a call from Peacekeeper, Peacekeeper saying, hey, I just found out the three scavs that fucked my wife the other day. They're over by construction. I want you to go fucking cut their goddamn heads off, you know,
2: <laughs> dude. No, Poor you peacekeeper are getting you cooked. just blew my entire existence away. That's 100%. That daily quests. It makes them instantly better than daily quests. Yeah. And you can do them in rate like. There could be rewards that are XP. And here's what's crazy. You wouldn't have to make the rewards insane. You wouldn't have to make them so broken. Because once again, people want to be in the goddamn raids. They don't want to be in the menus. And so with loot X-Fills and something like that, you would have people in the raids. And you could like you and me and... And one episode of the podcast could come up with like a hundred different ideas for that. So it's not like there would just be three things, you know what I mean? Even things that even like there should be things that might not be possible. It would be crazy to get one and it's like kill five players and you don't have to do it. But what if you were like, I'm going to try now you're like running around like a chicken with your head cut off trying to kill a bunch of players. You know, you're going aggro for PVP when maybe you didn't before or or it was simple as like find find this. Find me an SKS. It's like, once again, you might. I've done those Twitch Rivals tournaments where it's like, where's the mustache? You're like running around trying to kill scavs. You would, and that would put players in different places than just the high tier loot spawns. In that case, you wouldn't necessarily have to reduce the amount of players because the players would be doing so many different things. You're not just going to find all 11 players. I love that because, like, once again, g- give the player too many enticing options and make them feel the decision of their option. They might get a quest and then hear stuff popping off at check 15 and go, I'm going to go check 15. And then they go check 15. The fight already happened. The guys left. and They go, damn it. I should have done the quest. And then they go back. You know what I mean? Like give the player weight behind the decision of what they want to do in the raid. Bro, that would be Open up a
1: Jaeger stash. There's a letter there. Insane. and the letter is you know and and the coolest part of this idea that just popped into my head is it could make the quests now this is one of those things that jonathan blow would do in his fucking game yeah you know but i don't think many people like many games would do this but like this is the fucking genius way of doing it it's make it so that the make it so that the things are either based upon The current raid now. It could say, if it knows you're at the old gas, it could say, hey, there's two PMCs in dorms right now. Go kill them. Right? It could tell you items that have already spawned, or
2: it could spawn the items as a
1: a result of you. Like, there's so many cool fucking things. We've talked
2: at length about how, like, the uh, the Golden zibo. These are this is already in the game. They're client side items. If I unlock the door and I have the golden Zibbo quest and you don't you don't see the golden Zibbo like it's a client side item having given the game the authority to spawn those client side items. You know what I mean saying there's a there's a flash drive in the Pinewood Hotel that I need you to get for me. And it could be in a bunch of different places, you know what I mean? But it's there. And so like there's replayability to the missions because it's not in the same spot every time. And it's if you die with it, it doesn't really matter. It's not like somebody's gonna, it's not like somebody's gonna loot a duffel bag, find it and take it, and you're running around looking for it. Like it would be. Dude, and think about
1: that kind of thing. Again, this is how you think about I'm I'm not a game designer. I'm the most amateur fucking... I watched a few video essays and I pay attention to these yeah, things, right? Yeah. Now. But like think about the game design avenues that this opens up. Yeah. The game... If what they want, if they want PvP or if they want you to go fight the scav boss or if they want you to do whatever, these quests could happen in a way that motivates that. Maybe, maybe the yeah. logic could be, is the scav boss in the raid? Well... Make it so that there's an eighty five percent chance that the focus of this quest that it's gonna be dynamically generated is yeah. Hey, I need something o- Hey, I need you to go pick something up in two story dorms. Can you go do that? Knowing that Kill is there. Yeah I mean or uh Rishal is there, right? Yeah. Like there's just so many elements that you can do. You wanna keep people in raid? Cool. Tell them they need to go there's yeah. gonna be an airdrop at 0, 700 oh seven hundred hours here's the coordinates i've marked it on your map you know or whatever and it's like oh shit now maybe someone else also got the phone call yeah maybe you've got the radio signal jammer that makes it so that if you take it into a raid you can over eavesdrop on the phone calls and now someone else can know what your quest is and
2: nick right like these are game design avenues are insane and it and it it benefits benefits everybody because it keeps people in raid longer it keeps people engaging in different parts of the map. It doesn't take away from any specific thing. It doesn't mean that if, like, if you want to just grind dorms PvP that you can't do that. You absolutely can. You might just, like... It's just, man, the word we use all the time is dynamic and keeping keeping things dynamic. And, um, bro, it would just be... It would be so good. It would be so... That is insane. Like, you could... You would have to adjust them because the raid timers and the, and the map sizes. But the thing is, it's like they you don't could make have to be a, a
1: raid two hours long. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah,
2: you could make. Yeah. If if you added the ability to um, exfil loot and you added these quests, you could make the raid timers longer, but not too long because you have to kind of have comes a certain length where you need people, other people spawning in or else, you know, no one's going to be in a customs match at the one hour, 30 a minute mark
1: unless there's a lot of good reasons for it to happen and they keep bringing in player scabs. I mean, that's yeah, like... Yeah, true, true. That's uh, as
2: close as you can get to open world. Or single player, you know what I mean? Like, willing to stay to the end means the likelihood of you running into players is a lot less. But, like, you could you could adjust them. And, and the thing is, is like, once again, the rewards don't have to be OP. And it's not like... it it, it It's not like a daily quest where you're going to get pissed if you got a bad one. The thing is, is like... You're running raids, right? Like, like, it doesn't matter if you got either a quest you didn't want to do or a quest that wasn't worth it or a quest that you tried to do but didn't do it. They have so little bearing on your, your entire character's progress, but it does give you something to do when you're in the raid. It's an opportunity for bonus XP. It's an opportunity to push you around and learn the maps. It's an opportunity for PvP or PvE to be happening in different parts of the map but it's not like you have to make them crazy overpowered. Like, you know what I mean? At at all, at all. Yo, that, but also such thinking
1: about it, thinking about it, right? Like you you keep saying it, they don't have to be overpowered because I think you'd be worried that people would be like, it's they're too good. And then they'd have to like, you're already like three steps ahead where they would make them OP. That's all people would do. And then people would complain and say that you were farming it. And then Nikita would be like, all right, I'm taking it out of the game or, or whatever. But here's the thing, like, the mindset that they don't have to be OP, like, uh, I, I agree, but at the same time, if the reward is 85 XP and a bottle uh, a oh, of the can of it then has to be you, worth it, yeah. Like, you want to be excited for the thing you're going to do and for the reward, yeah. you know? So, imagine if it was OP. Imagine if it was, we'll give you 250,000 rubles. And a Fleer for going and killing Rashala in this one thing. Yeah. Dude, the fact of the matter is, is that all these little Timmies that have a 0.001 KD have 27 million rubles in this game. Yeah. And I'm broke. And I'm going around killing squads and whatever. It's like, the problem is not, like, why do we have to make it so that nobody, the thi- people say we have to do all these things to prevent People from farming and getting rich, yeah. except all anybody does is farm, and get, farm rich, and get rich, Yeah. except when you just want to play normally and then you get cucked. And
2: yeah, that's it, true. It's just
1: so silly. It, you can print money by not playing the game. So why make it? Why make it would, bad would, to would print Nikita, money while playing the game? <laughs> would, would Nikita rather you take an hour to press three buttons to buy a couple of components to then craft them, to press some buttons and then sell it on the flea market and make 150,000 rubles? Or would Nikito rather people spend an hour running around looting shit and killing people? Yeah. Yep. For if sure. the outcome is one hundred and fifty thousand
2: rubles added to the economy,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and with it's just it's just nonsense. And with like XP, you can kind of make them a OP. Like like you're saying, you kind of can make the rewards OP with XP. Because that benefits everybody. Like, Rengar's level 69 right now. Like, those guys are gonna get to yes. that level no matter what, right? But, yeah. like, little Timmy that doesn't, or just, or guy that's played through five wipes that doesn't feel like doing setup again and dressing like a scav and shooting people with a shotgun, but they really want to get to level 42 to get max traders. Like, XP kind of is meaningless. Like, you know what I mean? It Like, so what if the dailies were like, Or, like, what if the in-game things were, like, 20,000 XP? You know what I mean? Like, the really good level 46 dailies. Like, it's not like that prints money or gear or anything. It just, like, progresses your character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you can
1: make infinite money, and as soon as you get to a certain level, earned insane XP. Like, I had one that was, like... Like, turn in, like, three Cordura and, like, two whatever. And it was yeah. 37,000 XP, two tank batteries, and 87,000 rubles, and, like, 159.95. And it was, like... Yeah. Click, click, click. Oh, I'm a great player. I, you know, I'm suddenly yeah. done the quest that I've been spending... Dude, I've been playing for 945 raids this wipe. never found a fucking tank battery, except the one time I got dicked on by a player scav. Yeah. And I just clicked my way to earn two of them yep. while also getting all this other stuff. The fact of the matter is, is that it's easy to make money in this game doing unfun, annoying things yeah, for, yeah. that most people think. Some people enjoy it, and I'm glad you enjoy it. I won't take away your fucking toys. Yeah. The problem is, is that anytime anybody says anything good, people say, no, you can't do that because we don't want people farming money. So instead, they just... Farm, Farm money. money, yeah. In in a
2: in an annoying way, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh my god, Bro, dude! Raid, I even when I get like in raid quests is such a good idea. It is such a damn good idea, man. Man, never TM, never TM. But like, this is where we're here. Like, oh yeah, it's planned. Yeah. And then... Bro. That's such a good idea. Uh... uh yeah. <clears throat> Sag. Um, But yeah. That all kind of came from like uh, Streets. And just like Streets has been really, 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 really fun to play. Their performance has been a lot better for me. I know a lot of people still struggle. Hopefully they'll continue to optimize it. Um, We know Streets is going to eventually get a lot bigger than what it is right now, which is... Mm, more exciting, so we'll see. Um, I I threw this on the list just because it's funny. Like, dude, like I I have tried to like never exaggerate or what's the opposite of exaggerate? Um, I guess diminished. I guess it would just exaggerate the opposite direction. I've never tried to exaggerate for pro or against how many cheaters I've experienced or how many cheaters are in the game. Every time I've talked about cheaters, understate, understate, downplay yeah, downplay. I've never tried downplay. i have never tried to downplay or exaggerate B- because I've, because I've tried to understand that I'm only one example, right? Like one yeah. person is a drop in the bucket. My perspective, my perspective as a guy with 6,000 hours in this game is worthless taken on its own, right? If I ran into cheaters, every single raid, I could be stream sniped and you could run into none, right? So like I've always tried to like maintain a level. I don't run into blatant cheaters like at like at all, like almost ever. But I always caveat that with that doesn't mean there are no cheaters in this game. You know what I mean? It's just like I've never really struggled with it. And in the past like week, I have come across the most like blatant cheaters <laughs> and really? like in my career, like, like more than all of last wipe combined in the last week. Like, it's weird. <laughs> like, I don't know. It could just be anecdotal. I could have just been gotten unlucky <laughs> or whatever. But like yesterday uh, or Tuesday, I was playing with Airwing, and we had some dude um, just run up to me and he was just like, yo, pizza man, why, why'd your friend try to shoot me? And it was like, oh, okay <laughs> you know what i mean like we hadn't now killed anybody yet
1: <laughs> is there any way that they were stream sniping you
2: uh i mean there's a chance they were stream sniping me but they were also cheating like the way he like the way he killed me it was like the it was like the dude i told you in okay. woods i like jumped like like there, there is a chance he was stream sniping me but they were also definitely cheating um yeah yeah and uh so we had the thing on Woods. We had the thing on Streets. I've had a, a few other things recently. We had, well, yeah, me and Valiant had one where, like, he had the <clears throat> SAG 545 semi-auto AK. We both died. I died three seconds after he died, and we both got hit, like, four times only headshot. It was, like, 1, two, three, four, one two, three, four. And I was like, brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, there's a universe where you hit those, but, like, do you hit those? Yeah. Really? You know what I mean? Um, interesting, so, interesting. So, like, it was... It's just, it's just been interesting. Once again, anecdotal, I'm not saying it's worse or better. I'm not even saying, once again, my, my personal experience is not enough for even, because a lot of people are like, oh, well maybe it's because they took all the RMT, you know, off the flea because you can't do barters and then the goat video. So now it just means be, everybody's just rage hacking now. And I'm like, oh, maybe for sure. Like maybe there are people as an uptick of people who are rage hacking because, but also maybe I just got unlucky this week, you know what I mean? And ran into four when I normally run into zero. But, uh, it's just been interesting yeah a,
1: a couple people a couple people have said a few things like that they've seen a big uptick i've been playing more in the morning um mm. so there's just less people in general like my first two raids of the day i went and just like made like a million rubles on shoreline and came across like 1 pmc that i just like one tapped um so yeah
0: <laughs>
1: i've had a couple of encounters that were like questionable but plenty of like uh, plausible deniability for sure like one of them was on one of them was on shoreline um and i was like in one of the rooms and i just hear like and i just killed like scav boss maybe like five minutes before and was like healing and whatever yeah. and I you just hear the squad just you know and you just hear them the two floors above me just running by jumping over things running through barbed wire or whatever and like and then all of a sudden the fifth guy comes and I'm like holding the angle and yeah. he just runs around the corner and almost like pre-fire, not, not even pre-fire, but like ran. Ar- <clears throat> so much of it is subtle things that are hard to describe that I think a lot of people don't think about. A ton of people in chat were like, dude, that was just desync. Nothing. Sucks yeah, about yeah. that." And I'm like, you don't understand. There was nothing about the desync there was nothing about the fight that was weird to me what was weird is i made no noise a four-man squad ran by so that everybody who plays in a squad knows they all feel comfortable and invincible at that point right like the the straggler coming last is not gonna be like you know ready to go um but what was weird is when you hear running, you hear running, you hear running, you're like, all right, I'm gonna pick off the fifth guy, and then I'm gonna like start the yep. reposition, try to pick him off one by one, and I'm holding and I'm holding, and he stops right at the wall. Yep. And then runs out, kind of looking in the direction, and then just bang, bang, one tap, you know, two taps me, even though I had the jump on him, and it's like maybe I jump scared him. Maybe he's heard me reload or shuffle or breathing. And maybe for all I know, he was like, Did you guys hear that? Yeah. I think there's someone in this room, right? But you don't get that context. Maybe the other one was maybe because I had my laser on the wall facing me ready to peek out. Maybe his teammates down the hall were like, hey, is that your blue laser? And he's like, no. And then the guy was like, oh, shit. And then turned the corner expecting, you know, there are explanations. But there's just a lot of like, oh, I was going to play that perfectly. I had this whole plan in mind. And then the guy just
2: like. Get lucky Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so yeah, like, it's ugh. not just the desync in those situations. Dude, I I one. it was such a roller coaster of emotions. Me and Airwing were fighting a guy, and I thought I was behind cover. I get one tapped to the eye. I do you like everything. And it was uh five five six FMJ. Okay. And so, like, and then like I looked at the guy's name, he was like level 35 or something like that. It was FMJ. And we were chasing, we were chasing that gunfire. We heard a suppressed 556 gun by the convoy, which I don't know if you know on streets is where all of the scavs spawn. It's like the there's the yeah, yeah, yeah. the tank and the the thing the truck you can get in the back of. All the scavs spawn there. We were pushing it, we were like running up to like because we heard suppressed shots. We thought it was way farther down. I just go, and I'm like, what the hell? And I was like, it was FMJ. And then Aaron gets into a fight with them. Crazy desync, but in a similar way, it's like, I kind of think it was like a cheater that killed me, but then we also got desync. It was like, yeah, it was desync, but it still felt like something was wrong there. So we were like, that's pretty sus, but plausible. Like, we don't know. Let's report and move on. The guy comes into chat later and goes, Hey, I'm not cheating. I got like pinged in a discord and somebody was like, Hey, like whatever. And I was like, I was like, Oh, I was like, do you have a clip? I was like, I would love to see that from your perspective. And he was like, no, I don't. And I was like, that's fine. And then like, as a tangent, by the way, like chat, like immediately went to like, doesn't even have a clip. And I was like, I was like, yeah, that's
0: super. I
2: was like, it is not. I was like, once again, do do not I was like don't fall into this trap don't start blaming other people for the cheating problem don't start blaming the like people that don't record their gameplay for how bad BS the the Tarkov is you're letting BSG off the hook there you know what I mean like the expectation shouldn't be that all human beings (laughs) record their gameplay so I was like I was like no I was like so this is what I said I said honestly If I'm being honest with you, this game is so messed up right now. If you tell me you weren't not cheating, I believe you. Like, I'll just, I'll chalk it up to that. Like, at this point, it wasn't, it was uh, like, the game is so messed up. And he was like, let me send you screenshots. Let me send you screenshots. And then in my head, I was like, well, if you didn't have a recording, how do you have screenshots? (laughs) So then he sent me a screenshot, a Discord DM, a screenshot of his post-raid screen. Though he had my name, me and Airwing, he had killed. He killed six PMCs, only headshots, no scabs, and I was like,
1: "Okay, you're not helping." Your I was like, "You much.
2: had me," and now I think you're sus again, bro. You were like oh on the part of the map with the most scabs. You only hit headshots. You killed six PMCs. You were using FMJ, and it, but so it was such a weird roller coaster of emotions, where like. I was, like, super frustrated I died to a cheater. And then I was, like, sticking up for him in chat. And then he, like, made himself seem super sus. And I was like, dude, I don't even know anymore. Let's just freaking move on. It was so weird, bro. Dude,
1: this whole cheating. And this this goes back to, like, what I said fucking a year ago where I was like, I just want to, like, how I said I wanted to do the goat video thing. Yeah. Right? Um, I'm like, I wish I could because I recognize the, the like, crazy dichotomy of... Like recognize there are explanations for all these things and so many outliers, but at the same time, like I can't help that my instincts, for sure, make me think or feel one thing. Like uh, on shoreline today, I spawned. Um, it wasn't like the w- far back spawn behind a uh, resort, like the the historically good one. Yeah, it was actually one that I think is even better. That's like, you know, the rocks in the corner. Um, yeah, and you can run like uh, on on directly. And you're like you're. You're, like, facing the wrong way, yeah. whereas if you turn right, like, the rocks in the corner of the resort on East Wing yeah. is, like, right there. I know exactly I what I got you're that about. spawn, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I'm sprinting towards the rocks, and I, and I hear something to my left. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, nobody's ever yeah, here right now. Yeah. And then I hear some more rustling again. I do a double take, and then I see someone. I'm like, oh, shit. And I start shooting, and then they just end up owning me. And, they, and their name was, like, I Kill Cheaters. <laughs> And it was headshot, forty-five hydra shock. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, like I've never been killed with hydra shock to a face shot at thirty while meters. While wearing a U latch, eighteen to, seconds into a shoreline range. Yeah. yeah, in this place, to a guy named I kill cheaters. I'm like, yeah. If his name was like John Smith ninety-seven, it wouldn't have been weird, right? But it's like, yeah, all of these things together. And, and of course, you also have to recognize like. If I see a dude with an Alton and, and I died a 995 or SSAP, I'm like, no one's running that on average. He's a cheater. And then if I see a naked guy and I die a FMJ, I'm like, he's a cheater. So unless you're wearing a rat rig with 856A1, you know, it's yep. all sus. And that's just part of the fucking nature of, of how fucking shitty the game is and how frustrating yeah, and unknowable yeah. everything is. Yeah. It's, you know, um, I think we all just... Like people need to mold about <laughs> cheaters and about other things. And we all kind of just need to be like, yeah, man, that sucks. Yeah. i percent. just like not challenge people. That's that's where I'm at Even with everything. though That's my whole thing where I spent like 20 minutes today. Someone was like, dude, flachette," I got sniped from like a hundred meters away, like a one tap with flachette. Um, but it, like the situation felt totally normal. And yeah. a bunch of people were like, what the fuck, dude, how is that possible? I'm like, flachette's OP. And then one guy had basically said how broken, in a like not working like how bad flashette is mm. and I was like show me the clips and he ended up having he was a streamer and he had like three clips of him mostly hitting like the elbows with a third of the yeah, yeah. bullets using like the revolver shotgun which is already like covers most of the screen yeah. and all this other stuff and I'm just like I don't know dude like it's not Flachette's fault it's either the gun or like yeah. desync or you, is you know nice. <laughs> Flachette is OP, if anything, yeah. um, but like there's some part of me that just feels like I, we should all nod our head and smile. And then oh, some yeah. part of me that's like we. The the problem is, is that the, the part of me that says we should challenge everybody so that we can all get like a better understanding of reality and come closer to the truth. I do feel that. And then at the same time, it's like sometimes I mean, yeah, everybody knows me. Sometimes you just want to fucking mold and have people go, yeah, dude, that sucks. And just nod your head. And anybody who's ever had a wife that's had a bad day, you know, this is this is totally like the sexist cliche. But it's like they don't want solutions. I'm always like, "Okay, babe, let me help you. Like you have this issue with your boss. Like I would talk to them. And for the most part, they just want to vent. And for you to go, wow, that sucks. I understand how you feel. (laughs) Just shut the fuck up. That is
2: exactly, yeah. That's why I've been trying to be better at that too, where it's just like, Twitch chat is often not a medium where I can convince anyone of anything anyway. And what I often want is the, well, like we say it all the time, where I'm like, just give me a minute to Mold. And I'll move on. And the stream will continue. But like, just give me a minute. And I often don't consider that where I'm like, that guy came in and he said, I just tried to cheat her seven raids in a row. This raid sucks. And all I can see is like the statistical likelihood of you dying seven raids in a row. And it's like, he might just be molding. He might've exaggerated and he might just be molding. And maybe, maybe that's okay. You know what I mean? Like maybe I can give him that, you know what I mean? Maybe I can give him that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I feel you, but apart from, apart from that with, uh, what's going on streets, nothing, nothing. There's no real news. There's no real news happening in Tarkov. We don't have, we don't have any new AMAs. We don't have any new info on arena or anything. We're just like (coughs) hoping that this. April patch comes soon. Yeah. Fucking April fools. And uh, that's it. That's Tarkov. Uh, Unless you anything if Tarkov,
1: else. Imagine if Tarkov was made by Trout and Sacriel.
2: Whoa, dude. I've been thinking about this. It's like, so obviously I'm on the fence. Like obviously a part of my brain that's so frustrated with the gaming industry is immediately like this is going to be a game that says it's going to change the world and it'll go to Alpha in six years and it'll stay in Alpha for 17 years and I don't care. And then a part of me thinks the exact same thing you were saying earlier where I, I was like... So for the people that don't know, Shroud and Sacreal announced that they're working with... um, What's the company? They've like... Splash uh, Damage? Yeah, yeah. They've made like... They've made like, anything about Gears, them, they've made Gears of War 4. They uh they were in charge of like the Haler, the Haler, the Halo Master Chief collection. They made a game I, I played a lot way back in the day called Brink. Um they've huh. so they've like worked on games. So they're partnering, Shroud and Sackler are partnering with them to make an open world survival game. And so part of me is like, this is dumb, it's never gonna come out, you know, it's all hype because I'm because I've been burned, right? I'm cynical. I've been burned. But then part of me is like what I've been saying forever is, like, I wish that I could make the... I wish Daisy and Rust and Tarkov could have a baby and and make this beautiful game. And then... Because you have the perspective yes. of... You
1: are so sick of X. So someone who, like, Shroud and Sacriel are sick of the bullshit. Yeah. It's the same thing why we got excited for Dr. Disrespect's game. And then we found out there's NFTs involved. And yeah. then... The whole thing looks yeah. like a dumpster fire. But like,
2: but yeah, but I'm like, wow, hold on. These guys love Tarkov and Daisy. And Shroud's perspective on gunplay and handling and stuff like that is insane. And I thought the same thing. I haven't interacted personally with Sakriel too much, but like every time I'm in his channel, he is dissecting the game he's playing and I've never seen him with an L I've never and seen communicating him communicating it perfectly. Yeah, I've never seen him breaking down like, Oh, see, this is interesting because the game didn't really tell me to do that. And what if they had done something like this? I'm always like, yeah. Or he's like explaining why a mechanic in a game is really good. And I'm like, yeah.
1: So Dude, my first time in his stream, he was, he pulled up the, the code, the part of the documentation and a bunch of um, screenshots about the glasses in Tarkov, how they are fucked oh, up. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, me and my buddy, who's like a Unity guy. This is exactly the problem. And and the guy like reproduced it in Unity, the same exact like shader or whatever texture, whatever the thing was. And I just remember being like, okay, you know, like yeah.
2: So like, Shroud n- knows gunplay, and Sacril kind of has a really good perspective a really good perspective from the perspective of a gamer on game design and they both love all of the games that I wish somebody would make and have a baby with and then they announce they're making an open world survival shooter and Stroud is talking about how important the gunplay is to him and in sacral I'm like so part of me is like eh but part of me is like this is our shot, boys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this might be as close as we ever get to the opportunity. So, uh, yeah, and they're both huge in MMOs as well, which, like, there's a lot of aspects that Tarkov kind of wants to take from that, but doesn't really implement well. Like,
1: I, yeah, no, yeah, I, uh,
2: I don't know, man. Like, there's, I,
1: if it was just Shroud. I would still be like, OK, I want to see what it is, you know, because yeah. like he is like if you want to if you want to design a race car having, you know, Mario Andretti on your design team, he might not be like the best car engineer. Right. But he's like, yeah, put me in the driver's seat. I'm going to drive it. He's going to drive and say, this isn't right. Yeah. You and know? that'll be really valuable experience. And yeah. that's hugely valuable. Um, the, I think the, the fact that Sacriel is involved The output of Sacriel and Shroud, if you put them in a box and you shove ideas in, the stuff you're going to get out is better than just Sacriel or just Shroud, because I think Shroud is obviously like a god gamer, and he has a lot of really good takes on Tarkov. I think a lot of things, he gets a little bit wrong about certain aspects where, but, but I think that... Sacriel sitting down with him and being like, well, maybe if you thought about it, he'd be like, yeah, you know what? You're totally right. Like putting having them together to be able to talk. um, Yeah. Yeah, totally. I I I, this is one of those things. What my chat ended up turning into was half of the people were saying, I can't believe all these fucking people are so goddamn hyped over this thing. Like, it's going to be this. First of all, I never saw anybody. Who, who were hyped? Yeah. that said it's going to be the greatest. Everybody was molding about the theoretical, hypothetical straw man on this side of yeah, the spectrum, yeah, yeah. and the other people were like, "This is just going to be some fucking other gamer, whatever thing that's going to come out in 17 years." And it's like, yeah, we have no information.
2: Yeah, other than these two guys, <laughs> whether you so like them or not. So many layers to that. Yeah, it's 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 like it's exactly that. It's like. I haven't seen anybody that's, like, tweeted out, this will be the game that saves humanity. But the haters are like, that guy's probably out there, so I'm going to maul about him. And since that guy's not really out there, you have everybody mauling about guys that don't really exist when fundamentally what they're mauling about is what they're doing, which is formulating a complete opinion about a game they know nothing about. They've just... Like it's still cherry picking. If you pick all the bad tasting cherries, you know what I mean? Like if you just decide that it's going to be bad because I don't know, I want it to be bad. And uh, so I'm going to say it's bad. Then you're, you're doing the same thing as the guy who goes, this is going to be good just because it's going to be good. And you hate that guy. So stop being that guy. (laughs) I don't know if it's going to be an amazing game or a terrible game. I'll be interested in the project, excited about its potential and check it out when it gets here but like yeah
1: yeah well, fucking like when I I heard I'm excited to see what it's yeah. going to be I DM Sacriel and I was like yo let, like I would you know let me know if if you ever need like a fucking random play tester or yeah. you know whatever um and he like instantly responded back uh Sacriel such a dude he's such a fucking yeah genuine dude I met I met uh I met Shroud once, way back in the day, like right after I got partnered, and like shook his hand. And this is before I, you know, anybody knew my fucking name. Yeah. Um. But uh. But, Sacriel is, uh, and Sequisha. Uh. Oh yeah. Or or two guys that like I just mega look up to in terms of content creators, and in real life they're just super yeah. cool, down to earth genuine dudes that are exactly like they are on their streams they're both really smart they have really good takes um yeah tons of respect for 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 those guys so I, i'm i don't want to say like optimistic yeah but we have no information i look forward to seeing what they have to show us yeah. in the coming years it's one
2: of those things i hate how i like i hate how much we have to qualify it it's like i'm excited I'm not afraid to say that. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not preaching the gospel of shroudy Christ and his. You're game. selling. You're
1: selling tickets to the f- show already. You know what I
2: mean? It. It's like I'm excited. And if they botch it on the way, and if they show gameplay footage that sucks, I'm going to say it sucks. But yeah. but I, I hate that I have to qualify. You know what I mean? Oh well, I. Some, it's like I don't. Yeah, cool, dude. It's exciting. I'm glad they're making it. They're cool it's be, people. It's because making g- a game in the genre I love. What's the problem? Like that's what's crazy is that like. How Dude, many times have you? He- how many times have you heard Tarkov needs competition because then that's really going to put Nikita in gear, and then any competition comes along and it's like <laughs> copying this game's going to suck. They're going to ruin it. They're talking. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, bro. We Dude, should like, get literally on the cast. Not necessarily talk about the game, but talk about like game design and game and games and Tarkov and stuff like that. Like, to I, talk about all the things. Actually, I feel it, like
1: isn't Sakrial on our list too? That I, I have? think what well, he like, was
2: on our list. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, dude, I'll ping him. I'm sure he'd be fucking happy to come on. Maybe, maybe we'll see if we can get him on sometime in the next few weeks.
2: Yeah, but yeah. So ultimately, I was, <laughs> I was like, um, ultimately, it was it. Definitely I watched a little video and hearing them talking about it. I was like, man, like these are the guys I'd want involved. You know what I mean? If I'm thinking about who I'd want to make a game like this, you know what I mean? These guys played a lot of Tarkov and a lot of other games that I haven't played. You know what I mean? Like so Yeah. <sighs> I'm tired. Yeah
1: playing this fucking game talking about this game has been exhausting dude uh, it's just the same it's the same shit that we've had for five years except yeah. the intensity and the frequency of everything has just ramped up and up and up and up and yeah. up and now everybody's screaming at each other so yeah. that's the, the energy of every conversation is I'm so fucking sick of yeah. X you know and yeah uh,
2: yep I feel you it's been it's been harder so so like my response has just been yeah to like disengage more and more it's like I don't it's just like everybody I'm just like yep cool ggs um maybe Diablo 4 that comes out tomorrow the early the access. beta
1: comes out tomorrow right yeah okay I'm sure I'm I'm sure, th- I'm oh, sure that th-
2: sweet th- sweet copium
1: I'm sure that this early access game is going to be good <laughs> and not a big fucking disappointment. I tried to play Rocksmith Plus again yesterday. There's like, I typed in like 17 artists. It was yeah. like Clapton, Rush, Boston. I'm like, John Mayer. Uh, I Like, I don't even, I, nothing, dude. Ever, it, almost all the songs are like, have no guitar in them. Yeah. And that's like Rocksmith. And it, it's so fucking bad. Yeah. KSP two the big patch. I, I It's still early, but fuck me. Have I not waited five years? Yep. For it? And it's a big giant cluster fire. Yep. Tarkov is the train that it has gone off the rails off of the like the, the bridge with like the <laughs> hole in the bridge into the canyon into a lava pit onto an asteroid about to hit Earth into a black hole. You know, like. And yeah. then, uh, oh yeah, dude. I do know.
2: I'm I just, feel
1: that. oh my god! And and then all of this in the context of in the last month and a half, I played two games that are the best games I've yeah. ever. Yeah, honestly, I, the more I reflect on it, I might. I'm considering. I'm, I'm I'm genuinely considering wanting to replace Ocarina of Time with Outer Wilds as the greatest game of all time. Wow, I'm actually like. It, it, it's it's a candidate. I'm not sure if yeah, I made yeah. up my mind yet, but
2: but the I, fact that it's even being considered,
1: I I want so badly to make a fucking video essay about how amazing the game is. The problem is, if you've played it, you already know. If you haven't played it, I don't want you to watch my video. I want you mm. to play it. The entirety of the game. Now I I now I understand. Yeah. In many ways, why I haven't fucking seen anything about the game, it's because, like, it's designed in that way. The less you know about it, the better. Yeah. And, I'm, and I want, like, you need to play the game. Go fucking buy it. Oh, no, my stream went down. Yep. Well,
2: well rip. At least we have the local recording. We have the um, local recording. There's definitely a market for that, by the way. I know we need to close it because your chat's going crazy, but like, ah, fuck the chat for people, watch the I'm that guy that, like, I know I'll never watch this movie or I know I'll never play this game, so I'll watch a YouTube video about it. That's kind of why I want to make it. I'm and that also, guy.
1: And also because one of the aspects. Oh, we're back. Yeah, one of the <laughs> aspects of the game. This is a phrase that. I'm sure probably is like common elsewhere, but I only heard it the first time used in the context of Outer Wilds. And um I, chat's yelling at no audio, I don't care. <laughs> um is so fucking distracting. Yep. Yeah. So, in, in in the context of fuck, what was I talking about? It's so distracting when like seven hundred people are spamming. No audio. No audio. No audio. No term, audio.
2: A term that you've only heard it used in the context of Outer Wilds, right? Um,
1: it, and and it's something that every single person who's played the game has uh. said this multiple times, and I've only ever heard it in this context. I want nothing more. To erase my memory. Oh, yeah. To go back and play the game for the first time again. Yeah. So. Making a video like this is like you get to watch it and relive it. Yeah. Dude, I like want to. I want to. I want to invest a million dollars to have Netflix make it into a series. Like, it needs to be done, dude. The story.
2: I I hear the fucking main theme, dude, and I get tears in my eyes every time. I mean, dude, that's a good point, what you're saying, though. Like, a good point to make the video. Because, like, if you have played it, you know, but you probably want to pseudo-experience it with somebody else. Like, you know, like, you're watching the video and you know some people are watching the video or experiencing it for the first time. So you're almost, like, getting the nostalgia of, like, man, I remember. Yeah, dude, I would say do it. Because I would be the guy that would watch it, for sure. For sure.
1: Maybe I will. Maybe I will. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah.
2: Uh, but before a black hole forms <laughs> in Maritosa's chat, <laughs> we should probably just end it here. Um, but yeah, nothing crazy, but I love just like riffing on how terrible Tarkov is and how excited we are for other projects. So um, we'll see what happens in the next week or so. Um, but yeah, this will be live normal time Monday. Um, thank you guys for hanging. and We will definitely see you on the next one.
3: It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust.